Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Cadaver Lab Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. So we're heading right into it. We're going to hit, well, well, first of all, you know, we I just finished watching the movies. Uh-huh. Took all these notes down, man. Uh-huh. So I'm, re- I'm, I'm ready for business. That's good. Yeah. It's yeah. freezing here, by the way. Oh my gosh. I have like a, f- we got like a foot and a half of snow this week. Well, and, and usually, like, I can go outside without a coat, and it's just not a big deal. I just don't, I don't get cold. But I was standing out, I had a coat on, and I was standing outside talking to somebody, and my head hurt. My whole face hurt, and I, I was I was outside. shoveling the other day, yeah. and as I was breathing in through my nose, yeah. my freaking nose hairs oh, froze. It's cold here. It is cold. It usually doesn't get down. Like, somebody said it was four degrees, yeah, like, two days ago. It doesn't get that cold. No, it usually, usually. doesn't. No, it usually doesn't. Well, usually it gets, I mean, like, what, around, maybe the low is in the 20s? Yeah. Yeah, maybe high teens, yeah. and, and you're okay. Like, as it's getting Unless dark, it's windy, but still, right? Oh, it's freezing ass. So glad I'm in here warming up, talking about some ghost action, dude. We should have done another uh, cold as shit episode. Yeah, we should. Nah, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of more where that came from. Hey, have we we haven't recorded since uh, Thanksgiving? Right. Our uh, our last one what came out I think on Thanksgiving or the yeah. day after Black Friday was Black Friday. That's right. Do you want to hear a Thanksgiving joke? Sure. So you're supposed to use this in everyday conversation as you're uh, as you're like <laughs> sitting around talking to your relatives. Uh-huh. So it's too bad the uh, pilgrims didn't shoot a cougar instead of a turkey that first Thanksgiving, or else we'd be having pussy for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just uh, to throw to, that in there. Way to start the show <laughs> off with some comedy, awesome. man. Yes. Oh man, so. Uh, did you- did you do any big shopping, Black Friday shopping, or anything like no, that? No, my wife goes out. She gets up at like four in the morning. That Ugh. I can't. She loves it too. But you know what? She comes back with a lot of really good stuff. Really, she gets some good prices on things. I just kind of, I just go out and about, and if I like something, I go pick it up. I don't, I, I don't I, go out anytime specific. I don't do shit because I always step really late Thanksgiving for some reason, mm-hmm. and it's. You know, I, I guess it's because you have your family party and stuff, and then you, then your brothers and sisters are all around, so you go, yeah. you know, because I don't hang out with mine very often. Well, I, I work with one of my brothers. But. See, and we like, I, I go over to my in-laws, and we play Rook all night long, yeah, the okay. card game. We play yeah, it's stuff night. like that. And then, well, the thing is, we'll do that, then I'll come home, and I actually played some Left 4 Dead too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which is pretty cool. Did you, we played yeah, it. Yeah, we played week. it. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, um, I, that's the last time I played it. Oh, Thanks, really? Or uh, Thanksgiving was. Oh. So it's I haven't had a lot of time to do it, but I, from what I hear or from what I've seen, it's it's been pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I I, I haven't played Left 4 Dead one in so long. I, I don't know how much better it is than the original, except for it seems more open. Anyways, let's let's we we don't need to review right. Left 4 Dead two. Well, just on a scheduling note, I guess we'll be recording on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, we will. <laughs> Well, we may want no. to. Uh... We're gonna have to do it earlier because we don't want to wait that long. So I was thinking we we should probably do. Maybe have to go a week and a half. But I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine. yeah definitely. I'm not gonna record. I would get my balls kicked. <sighs> so in. would I. If we wait any anywhere even kind of close to it, I'm gonna get my balls kicked. That'll in. probably work out perfectly if we do it right before Christmas because then we can wait two weeks with or all the holidays. Yeah, I think so. Probably ought, probably ought to do it that Tuesday night. Anyways, that Tuesday or Wednesday. All right, yeah. whatever. We'll we'll hash that out. I uh, got a lot of stuff to do. Just to start out the show, first of all, we have a big announcement. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you want to give us? Kind of ruined it. <laughs> what? Well, the big announcement is that this is actually the last Cadaver Lab oh. podcast. <laughs> is that the announcement you're talking about? 
<laughs> what? We're, it's so funny. Let's let's tell them what happened. So we go we go to lunch. We're like, dude, let's do something really funny because we have to fix the way that we, you know, where we where we put the the podcast because we're running out of space. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, let's announce that we're not going to. This is the last time we're recording, and then we'll just drop it that we're so funny and that we're actually just moving the, the space. <laughs> and so we just it. so we're just talking about scheduling. Oh, maybe next week and a half. So then our funny joke couldn't well, even work. Well, if it's any consolation, I forgot that we had that brilliant <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that we were so clever. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like Sam said, basically we are going to be switching feeds. Um, you know how we said we were going to do this around last summer, and in, in uh, I think October was supposed to be the last uh, month on the Podomatic feed. Well, we've actually. Bef- <laughs> I changed everything before we made the announcement this time. What we're going to do is we're going to keep the same feed through December. Um, actually, we're going to keep it, but the problem is, is um, we're going to go to a free version of Podomatic, which basically gives us very little space and very little bandwidth. So if you don't change over, uh, you're not going to be able to download the show after about a day. Yeah, you know, because we'll be all out of bandwidth. But what I'm going to do is before this, uh, or probably really close to when this show uh, goes live, what we're going to, uh, what I'll do is I'll put up a bunch of links, uh, very prominent on the website, so you can go there. And uh, subscribe to the new Cadaver Lab feed. It's already been approved through iTunes and everything. I'll have links on there. So if you if you do use iTunes, all you have to do is click the iTunes icon, and it will open up. And all you have to do is click subscribe. Um, also, there I will have uh, all sorts of information as far as uh, if you use a different podcatcher or anything like that. Anyways, uh, so just just so you know, by the time this is out. We're gonna we're gonna be migrating, and we're gonna do it pretty quick because we don't want to spend you know much more money you know for a couple more months on the Potomatic. We you know what the thing is is we were just gonna stick with it, but but we kind of outgrew what we were using. And, and the thing is is we've we've gone we've gotten to the point that to upgrade one more time would just be would just cost us a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. So we 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 figure we're gonna go this other way. We won't have any issues with bandwidth, and we won't have any issues with space. And uh, you'll never, ever have to do this again. Because uh, the, the options are we can either cut the episodes in half and only record for 45 minutes to an hour at the most, <laughs> or reduce the sound quality. And But here's the deal. we Yeah, reduce the sound quality. But the thing is we, we have to take more than half of our episodes off yeah. you know and put them on the archive page and we don't necessarily want to do that i mean no. right now we have everything available on the on the new feed and it should just work out really well you yeah. know uh, but we uh, we just urge you to go in and, s- and switch over. Go to cadaverlab.com. Anyway, so, okay, we got we got all the tech stuff out of the way, but make sure to go and uh, resubscribe. Like I said, it should be easy. Email me at mike at cadaverlab.com if you have any questions because um, I'll help you out, and it, it, should be, it shouldn't be hard at all. Yeah, so, don't, anyway. don't email me with those questions because I don't know shit. Well, you can email Sam, but Sam's just going to forward them to me anyway, <laughs> so they'll end up to me, so you might as well just cut out the middleman. Yeah. And uh, and uh, just send it directly to me. Uh, okay, so now I got a strange uh, Facebook uh, email, I guess message. Uh, and uh, do you have a stalker? No, no, oh, no, no. Oh, okay. It's from uh, it's from Matt who lives in uh, Vegas, and uh, okay. he actually called in last week and he called in this week as well. Huh. Um, but he had something that I don't really know what he's talking about, but maybe you do. So let me read it. All right. Uh, he says, "Dude, I think it was during one of your Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the Thirteenth retrospectives, and Sam did a laugh. You laughed. 
And you told all the thousands of your listeners that on December 1st, you guys will tell us what that laugh is. Now, I don't know if you've been living under a rock for the past 11 days, but what the hell is that laugh? Oh, I remember. What? Do you remember what that was? Oh, I have no idea. Because, yeah, I can't believe you don't remember this. Uh. We had we were privy to some special information about Friday the 13th, the, the DVDs. Oh my that we gosh, were not, that a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, we were not going to talk about it. And so then we laughed, and you said, remember this, because December 1st. Are you serious? Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. You know, we still can't say what it is. Oh, is that right? It's not ready yet? No, it's not It's not, not it's baked not ready and yet. good? Okay, no. all right. So, yeah, we. <laughs> I forgot about that. So here we go, Matt. <laughs> now uh, remember that for the next couple of March, months. March 30th. Yeah. Is that what it's supposed to? No, I don't know. Because I, I would have assumed it was supposed to happen before now, but it I, hasn't, I haven't heard anything about it. You know what? That reminds maybe me. the laugh is on us because maybe they lied to you. Maybe. Well, I'm going to email this person, okay. and I'm going right. to figure it out. And, uh, yes, yeah, she told me some awesome information. And, well, uh, you know, I it's, totally, it's awesome well, to people in the know, right? And it's crap for people who are not. Or it's it's he, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. You're oh you're gonna hate yourself, anyways. But no, I'm gonna I'll follow up with her because I totally I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I assumed that I would have just see, heard about it by now, but mm. oh well, whatever. I'm glad we remember that. I'm glad you remember yeah. it because I I have I had no clue what you're talking about. Usually I don't remember what happens because I'm I'm faking a back injury. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> you know you know what's funny is I don't know if any of that made it into the last episode. Oh really? Yeah, because I think Sam was talking about last episode about how uh, uh, what what was it that you save your pain pills? Oh, yeah, no, no. That oh, I, the, oh, that's right. if Go I got ahead. if I have some time off of work. Then I, I fake a back injury. Well, no, I don't fake a back injury, but I do everything I can to hurt my back so that I can go into the doctor and get some pain pills and just live it up for like three days when I don't have to work. Just take like a, doctor, I need some pain medication to sleep, an anti-inflammatory, and then like some anti-anxiety medication because it really stresses me out to have my back hurt, and I'll just take that in a cocktail and throw it back with something tasty like some OJ. Yuck. And, uh, and then I'm just living it up for three days. You, you know, the so I didn't make it in. Well, huh? well, the thing is, is it was laced with like some really offensive oh, stuff. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, and I could what? And I couldn't pull out just the really you. You made sure I pulled out the offensive stuff. Oh, that's right. You, oh, that's you right. You made sure I did. Yes. And it was so intertwined with it that after uh, I edited it, it didn't make any sense. Uh, so I edited the whole thing out. <laughs> All right, good. So, well, so now that's back in. Now people know that I enjoy doing that. You know, I think I actually. It's funny because I may have left. I may have left like a, a, a comment later on in the show mm. that you said about it. Mm. I may have accidentally left that. No, in. actually, that was in. That part was in because I listened to that. I listened oh. to this episode. Are you we, sure? Yeah, because we talked about how like uh, you can make some serious good cash selling your Lord tab. It was in there. Oh right. Uh, oh, okay. I, I didn't. I haven't done. But, but then, there's probably a bunch. But, the, that but wasn't. you know what's funny what? is if that's not the case, then there was something else that we talked about yeah. that I totally removed right. because it was intertwined with that stuff. I love. I love the edits because we're we're too controversial. I, I really wish we would save all these <laughs> no. and then some like, of that shit has got to come out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's lost. People it's, would come from different states to hunt us down if they yeah. heard some of that shit. It, yeah, it's it's uh you know what, it's controversial and uh that's just not what we want to do here. No. You know, we we are the network television of podcasts. That's right. We're mainstream. <laughs> like your grandma could listen to us and nobody's going to get offended. Well, yeah. Unless your grandma is like Asian. And then he probably can't get away with it. No, I asked your grandma after I got done banging her, and she said, Wow! What the? <laughs> what? She's a Gmail. F- 
sorry. That's awesome. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, okay, so, uh, no, good way to remember that. Good job, right. man. Uh, do you want to do, uh, do you have anything to bring up here? I do. Let's do the what is Mike thinking segment. All right. Now, I, I screwed everybody last time. I didn't do one, so I made sure I got on there. And I have written down what people said. Awesome. So that I can tell you who won. I'm a little bit more prepared this Whoa. time. You know, because I watched the movies really early. I'm like, I want to be able to do some stuff. So we have a, the, the segment. Uh, we've named it uh, Clowning Around with Sam because uh, it's really not man on the street because I don't, I don't really go on the street. I Listen. You know around. what you should do is what? you should if you happen to go out on the street, mm-hmm. just just throw a different intro in front of it. There you go. There That's you go. a good idea. All right, that okay. takes care of it. Anyways, all right. So this is what is my thinking and the three movies that that uh, I watched. I watched all three of these um, along with the movies for this episode because I wanted to kind of see what they're about. Right. Uh, From Beyond. The Bloodstained Shadow and House of Wax, the remake, the one that's more recent. Okay. <clears throat> so you need to tell us if you haven't seen it, don't bother with it, watch it, or buy it. Okay. Okay, so from beyond. Buy it. Okay. The Bloodstained Shadow. Uh, you know, I haven't seen it. Okay. You know what? The, I, I, I remedied that, though. I actually, it's uh, at my house right now from Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, but I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay. That's good. And then House of Wax, the remake. I'll watch it. All right. So, I think that we have, by Haven't Seen Watch, that would be Meat Hook. Yo! And Rhino. Yeah! And I think that that is it, by Haven't Seen, by... Yeah, that's it, those two. We have two winners. Meat Hook and Rhino, nice work, but thank you, Horror Fan fan for Life, Gracie's Poppy, Kruger Dude, Spooky Bill, and Richard Thawley for... uh, for, uh, Participating. participating. Yeah, nice work on that. But we'll, uh, we'll get those prize packs out. We do have a lot of stuff, and uh, and we'll get that out to you. You know what? Actually, somebody on uh, Facebook today asked me if we're ever thinking about bringing back the um, the death scenes. Listen, no. I'll t- you know I'll, I may do it. Yeah. Because you know what the biggest pain in the balls was? What was I had to put together those DVDs with um, all the public domain movies on them? Oh, that's that, the only reason why you stopped? Yeah, because they. Because oh. it was a pain in the ass to put those together. Oh, now we have all this booty we can give away. That, and that's what I'm saying. So maybe what we want to <laughs> do is, let's throw one at the end of this one. It, all right. it, we won't make it a every episode thing, but let's throw one yeah. in. All we, right. we got, it, it's feast or famine here. We, right now we're feasting on well, prizes. That, but. And that evens it out because we actually threw a contest out last time for who else said that. We were, yeah. we were going to do that, but I, I've got to say, I'm just going to go into this right now. Okay. So. We did a who else said that. B- by and, the way, I want to precursor this real quick. Yeah. Uh, Sam's an asshole. Okay. Yes. I'm done. I'm done. Yes. So anyways, um, so who else said that? And, and the, the sentence was, but if you put it in your mouth, you'll be sure not to miss. Dude, dude, you know what? what? That is Monica Lewinsky to George Clinton. George Clinton? George. Bill the, Clinton. Yeah. You could have that, the, the, the grandmaster of funk <laughs> is getting blown by Monica Lewinsky oh, again. So. Is it, is it blown? Blowed or blown? Blued. 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 <laughs> he got blued. <laughs> so, the problem we have is two people responded. Gracie's poppy responded, and Julie responded, and they both responded that it was Monica. Well, Gracie's poppy said Monica Lewinsky instructing her replacement on the proper procedure for the disposal of presidential ejaculate. Now, you should get bonus points for using the word ejaculate because that's just a kick-ass word. <laughs> But but we're not going to because Julie, it's kind of like that game. Uh, there's a game where like if two people have the same answer, 
then you cross it out. Anyways, uh-huh. Julie said it was Bill Clinton to Monica Lewinsky. Now, <clears throat> you know what's funny though is it's extra. It's a little extra appropriate because it's all about the aim. Well, it is. Other than, I mean, pretty much any who else says. I mean, I, I can. You can use those guys for everyone I have. I, and I, it's just not. I agree, funny. I agree with right? you. No, right? it, no, it's funny. Five ten years ago. Yes, but but listen. Yes, and, and I'm not bagging on anybody for that. Right, but but right. what I'm saying is, it was a little. It, but the thing is, is it could have been just like a regular old sex joke. But it, it's a. I just think that you know I didn't even think about the whole aiming thing. Right, but because he missed, you get it. Yeah, but I, I was it, gonna, he missed. It went on her dress. Yeah, I know. I know. And it sta- Do you know? It, yeah, I get it. It made a little stain yeah, because yeah, that's it. a viscous solution. Yeah, that, I get it. Should I just stop? No, but the thing is about it. <laughs> Is that I would have said that, but I'm trying to think of something you know creative. So I thought people would go out of the box, but because if only one person would have said it, then I would have given it to you. But because oh. two people said it, we're gonna have to knock it out. So what I'm saying is that because that contest is now null and void, <laughs> we have extra booty to give away for a death scene at the end of the thing. There was a long way around to get that way. Oh, by the way, okay. <laughs> Hopefully everybody enjoyed that. Uh, you know what? We're going back to some old uh, old cliches. No, you know, old, cliches. old cliches is you asking me to see my fur burger. <laughs> that, we have not done that for a we, long time. I don't time. know if we even said that word in a long time. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. We're, I like I said, we're, 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 we're pulling our brains out of the... No, we're not. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Um, that's all I got. Is that, yeah, that's, that's all you got. Okay. That's I, all I got. That's basically all I have. I just want to make sure that everybody is aware of the of the feed change um other than that i guess uh, we got a shitload of voicemails so let's just get right yes. in yes hey mike and sam how's it going this is alan uh i called in a couple of weeks ago to wish you guys a happy halloween uh you said you hadn't heard from me before i'd actually called in uh during the female empowerment episode and mentioned how uh i spit on your grave could have gone in the love your junk cast anyway i just want to tell you guys uh I was going through a pretty crappy time in my life when I first discovered the show, and it always cheered me up. And I just want to tell you guys thanks for, uh, you know, two, three hours worth of laughs each or every two weeks, and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye. So, you know what? That makes me feel good, because now I feel like I am Alan's, like, if he were to go fake a back injury and go get drugs. <laughs> He'd go to you for him? No. We're his drugs, dude. Oh, my god! We make him feel better. And I like that. You know what? Here he calls up with a with a nice, sincere. I I I, I know it's sincere. If, okay. Yeah. I, I just don't want to seem all like arrogant. No, just, no, no, no. I'm just saying. I just haven't thought of us as being used as therapy. I. You know what? I have. I have thought of that before. Really? Because there are a shitload of people that love to make fun of me and you being gay. Well, like a shitload of people. Listen, we. I refer to you as my bromosexual. When we're off. When we're off. But that's mic. totally different. Yeah. That, dude, you know, I shouldn't bring this up. I shouldn't bring this up. But yeah. I, I was listening to OTC this morning oh, outside the cinema. Yeah. The freaking great podcast. I listened to him. And uh, Bill decided for some reason, he did a little, he did a little like, uh, uh, what do you call, what do you call, like, I don't know, like, just kind of a, uh, going back and remembering the good old days of uh, hair metal. And he, and he played a little Warrant. Yeah, uh, off of their uh, Cherry Pie album, uh-huh. and uh, you know I got to work, and I'll tell you what: this morning I was in the shittiest mood, really, t- until this thing happened. <laughs> and so you know I get there, I'm like, you know what? I just Bill, t- you know, got that in my head. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go turn it on, I'm going to listen to it, 
and that shit will make me in a good mood. So have you ever heard the song Lovin' in Stereo by Warren? I don't think so. Oh, my gosh. Should we play it? Are we going to play it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. We'll put it in right here. All right. Listen to that song, and it's about obviously. If you listen to it, it's about uh, uh, Jamie Lane, the lead singer of uh, Warrant, going to California and doing it with two chicks at the same time. <laughs> now, I work. I work with. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, without really getting too much into it, I work with a bunch of idiots that are just like me. You know, just with a just a bunch of jackasses. And you know, I, I was listening to that, and, and one of these jackasses happens to be my little brother. 
And uh, he's into like the really poppy punk stuff, oh, and you geez. know, just, I mean, you know, to each their own, whatever. He's in, he, you know, and I always make fun of his uh, music, and you know, and just I, I'm a big brother. What am I, you know, what am I to do? I would make fun of it regardless of uh, if it was good. Uh, anyway, oh, and it, that that story can go on forever, but we're not going to go into that. But basically, I I go, dude, I I stood up, and I'm like that free. I, I listened to it like five times in a row, and I'm like, I'm in a freaking great mood now. So I'm like, Jeff. I walked my iPod over to him and I'm like, dude, you have to listen to this song because he's in a shitty mood too. So he tur- so he turns it on in his cube, you know, kind of quiet like. And uh, and uh, <laughs> Paul, who used to be on the podcast, I work with Paul too. We both we just kind of con- just just ended up in his cube and uh, we're just kind of talking to him. And then uh, just out of nowhere, Jeff starts dancing like in, in his chair, just kind of shaking, you know, because you can hear the song. And so to be funny. I'm like, yeah, loving in stereo. Me and Paul are right here. I put my hands behind my my head and just started thrusting, <laughs> thrusting in one side, just to one side of him. And Paul did the same thing on the other side of him. So, so we're sitting there doing that in literally like two or three seconds. And Jeff, Jeff's like, takes a look at me, then takes a look at Paul, and then reaches his hands up like this. He puts his hands up and does the double jacket off. <laughs> the double jacket up. Uh, <laughs> Motion. I don't know if that if that translated very well, but then I mean, all of a sudden, right there, I was like, that uh, disturbing and bad. That was freaking hilarious. I oh man, I just the rest of it. I mean, I know that that's. I mean. Latently homosexual, whatever. It was hilarious, man. And so, you know, uh, I love it. Why did I? Why did I tell that story? Because we're talking about that we. I call you my bromosexual, and all of a oh, sudden you. Oh yeah, launched then, into I, it. I launched into a tirade. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you know that was actually a, a, a that was a great voicemail. I'm glad that we could. You know, everybody needs to be cheered up. Yeah. And if you're not willing to go. Uh, dry hump your little brother at work and have him give you a uh, air hand job, then I'm glad we could do something. <laughs> That's awesome. What's up, Mike and Sam? This is Richard from West Michigan. Your werewolf episode was awesome. I really was really impressed with your professionalism, trying to clean up the show and all. You got through two reviews before you started talking about werewolf wieners and wolf pussy. So congrats on that. I called in uh, for a couple of things that you guys mentioned. You talked about Red Dawn as the first PG-13 movie. It was released August 10th, 1984. I remember vividly because I saw it in the theater as well as the second PG-13 movie, which came out only five days later. If you guys know it or your listeners know it, uh, well, you don't really get shit. Just, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, uh, Horror Hound Weekend is coming up March 26th through the 28th in Indianapolis. It's at the Marriott Indianapolis East. Uh, Clyde Barker is going to be there, as well as Joe Bob Briggs, Greg Nicotero, Wayne Toth, and Tom Savini. Uh, I wanted to mention a couple of other things. Uh, Cadaver Tracks from Ferguson uh, for Tamara was a fucking great job. I laughed my ass off. Uh, Joe Dante's Homecoming gets a kick in the balls. It's definitely the worst matches of horror. And I finally saw uh, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Everybody's got to see this movie. Uh, One thing you have to know before you see it, though, uh, the main character, Mandy, uh, yeah, she's in on it. Uh, And Metal Mikey, uh, it's good listening to your podcast. I really like it. Never knew that you were a fellow West Michigander. 
<clears throat> and lastly, Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's a fucking turnip head. See you. Thank you for sharing my thoughts on Megan Gyllenhaal, whatever her name is, because I, Maggie, freaking <laughs> a, a ugly a turnip ass. Head? Yeah, dude, ugly ass. Dude, who was it? Oh yeah, it was uh, it was uh, well, I can't remember her first name, but Agater from uh, that I thought kind of looked like her, you know, but still was. Uh, oh yeah, but I don't remember who the, who we were that who was it that you were saying kind of looked like. That's her. That's what I'm saying. The Jan- I think it's Jenny Agater, the the uh, the nurse in American Werewolf. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But she's like the hotter version of her, <clears throat> way hotter and, and the less droopy. Like Megan Gyllenhaal, Maggie Gyllenhaal gives me an inner boner. Like an any boner. That uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say anti boner. It's I guess. It's I think an, I think you just did. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, Metal Mikey's podcast action attraction. Uh, you know what? I am glad that he's doing this uh, the action genre because you know what? I don't. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't watch a shitload of action movies. Yeah. And he's coming up with some freaking awesome ones. Now, one I, I'm putting it out on the podcast. Now, I want uh, I want to make a request for Mikey's show. Uh, Ricky Ho, Ricky Ho. Oh, oh! I tried to get that and I couldn't get it off Netflix. I, okay, I, I can let you borrow it. Yeah, let me borrow it, dude. Dude, it, let me it, back your copy up. I'm gonna back your copy up because I. <laughs> why, why do you gotta get gay with our copies? Sorry, dude. You gotta back. Come on. <laughs> anyway, uh, now listen. Uh, it's one of the greatest action movies of all time, and I just want to throw that out there. And I want to make a request, and uh, I want to make sure everybody hears it, so we can give Mikey shit if he doesn't. Awesome. And uh, do it, Mikey. Do it, Mikey. Of course, always a wonderful voicemail from Richard in Western Michigan. Always yeah. look forward to those. Yeah. Hi, Mike and Sam. This is Kirsten from Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I was just calling to drop you guys a line and say how much I've been enjoying your podcast. I've been listening to back episodes. I just discovered you guys last week. And you've seriously saved my life at work because I work at a very boring ass office job in the mornings. And now I'm extremely entertained all morning long, and it's awesome. Um, And it's kind of odd because I'm actually not a huge horror fan. I really can't sit through horror movies. I'm too, like, squeamish and, you know, kind of a wuss. But uh, the genre kind of fascinates me. I really like to know how they did all the special effects and, uh, you know, all that sort of thing. So uh, I really enjoyed the podcast anyway. So uh, (laughs) thanks for being great, and... uh, you're so good that you've attracted a non-horror fan. So, anyway, thanks. Bye. Kirsten, I am so glad that you called in. I mean, that just makes my day that you are a non-horror fan and that you want to listen to us. Now, what I want you to do, though, is <clears throat> because you work in a boring office, I want you to walk wait, over. Wait, wait, You work in an office where there's not, like, dudes dancing and doing the air Well, that's what I was going to get to. Oh, sorry. I was going to okay. say, I want you to walk over to somebody, <laughs> stand right behind them, or actually, go sit down, and if someone comes walking up to you, just start giving them an air hand job. As you dance in That's your right. seat. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could give you the, give you the, the look on my brother's face, because he, it was all business. It was, not, it was all business, man. That's awesome. No, you know what? By the way, you're welcome for us being great. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, that, made, that, that made me blush. <laughs> Uh, that, no, that's great. I don't know how it's. That's funny that she she listens to us, even though she's a non horror fan. Well, listen this this podcast is for horror fans and or lovers of vulgarity. You know what? That's a great point. Yeah, because we satisfy those appetites <laughs> easily. <laughs> now you know that's cool. I mean, I'm I'm actually kind of shocked that someone would listen to us. Number one, that's female. Yeah, and number two, isn't really that into horror. 
Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, trust me. I, there, I, I have one thing the podcast has actually kind of helped me learn is that uh, there are females that are just as twisted as Sam and I here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> creepy kitsch girls. <laughs> Wow, that wasn't subtle. That that wasn't even a good joke. That was pretty uh, funny. No, but anyway. By the way, Creepy Kitsch, girls are going to start making a podcast. That'll be entertaining. I talked them into it. Have you really? Well, I, I you need to help them get it set up? Yeah. You know what? I am I am the tech, your technical support. Yeah, man. Yeah, let's do well, it. Well, you taught me how to break into like bank websites and stuff, so I mean. Dude, what? I'm just joking. <laughs> I would never teach you that. <laughs> If you wanted some money, I would Listen, do it for you. I would expect that if you figured that shit out, you would share the wealth and share the knowledge with me. No, no. But wow. I would give you part of the money. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool then. As long as you gave me air hand jobs. <laughs> that's going to be the topic. Hello, Mike. Hello, Sam. It's Johnny the Monkey. I was calling because I left something out of my last phone call. I wanted to tell you guys I do not get aroused by car crashes. That is, unless Hannah Montana were involved in this inside car crash, because God, I'd love to see her wrapped around a pole. Telephone pole, excuse me. Uh, whew, what are we talking about? Oh, anyway, that's about it. I'll let you guys go. Take care. Oh, yeah, and uh, I agree, Brady Quinn is a douche. Derek Anderson all the way. Later. Hey guys, it's Johnny the Monkey again. Uh, I just listened to your Tales from the Crypt podcast. I just wanted to say, Sam, I've never laughed so hard out loud at work in my life. I listened to your podcast at work, and him talking about faxing his ball picture to Home Depot, hell, uh, customer service, oh my God, I was crying. Everybody thought I was nuts. All right. Brothers, I'll let you go. Bye. <laughs> you know, the things that entertain people. <laughs> they, they entertain you. <laughs> Wait till you hear what I got going tonight. Oh, uh, crap. <laughs> By the way, you can't talk about that, about Hannah Montana, for Whoa. another, like, 340 the... days. Jeez, dude. Dude, there's a guy, and this is no lie. Yeah. Maybe I'm talking a little bit too much about where I, the guys that, where I yeah. work, but there's a guy that has a countdown to the time she turns 18. Are you kidding? Yeah. Like, he has a calendar. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah. Wow. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Hey, man. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> wow. Twice in a row. Fuck yes. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mr. Horror from the forums. Um, just calling real quick. Uh, I'm actually here to give a suggestion for the ghost episode, which actually I'm very excited for. Um, I was thinking... I was going to say, like, A Haunting in Connecticut or Amityville Horror, the, uh, well, original or new, whichever one. I mean, I got the three movies, so, um, I don't know. I mean, Amityville Horror, I guess, could be a ghost. I don't know. Um, I really, I really like the movie, so I'd be, you know, it'd be pretty cool to hear you guys, uh, you know, opinions on it. Uh, Haunting in Connecticut, it was all right. I mean, it was okay, but... I mean, whatever. I don't know if they would be considered ghosts, but I don't know. Um, I guess I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. I didn't have anything planned. I actually didn't plan on calling. Uh, I just finished your werewolf episode. It's pretty good. Actually, very good. Uh, so, anyway, uh, that's basically it. Um, yeah, I may sound a little bit uh, exaggerating here, but... 
because, like I said, I was a plan on calling. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Um, so I don't know if you guys will do it. Um, you know, Mike, let me know. You know, off Facebook. Well, what the fuck ever? I don't give a shit. But um, so yeah, that, that's really it. I just didn't want to call. You know, go on. You know, I'll rant or whatever. So anyway, this is a great episode. Actually, the werewolves. Um, ghost episode. I'm really ecstatic about that shit. Because I love ghosts. So, ghosts, uh, they're my thing. Um, maybe you guys could tell that ghost story that you guys told back in, um, oh, crap, episode 5. Maybe you could tell it again. I don't know. Um, at the Ogden Cemetery, whatever the hell it was. Um, something like that. No, that was a, that was a great story, actually. I don't, I don't know what I liked about it, but anyway, that's it. That's all I wanted to yeah, come out of the closet and say, not literally, because I'm not. Anyway, all right, so, um, can't wait. Uh, so, that's it. All right, peace out, bitches. Listen, I enjoyed that call, but it's it, it's okay just to say goodbye and hang up sometimes. <laughs> I mean, that's okay sometimes. No, but he was, like, hanging himself out there. No, dude, he, he needed to tell, so he had nothing to talk about. <laughs> so funny dude i'm just kidding her i am just kidding you know what that but those are great suggestions on i just watched the haunting in connecticut it was because you had uh sent me an email about it because we me and mike decided on the the shows we were gonna or the movies you were gonna do for the episode but i'm like i'm gonna check both of those came up yeah they both came up and i think we're gonna end up doing another episode on ghosts because there's a lot you know we've got to and i honestly i don't really think that we i don't really think that we we chose three kind of different movies, mm-hmm. but I don't think that we really got a good selection of kind of what I assume that we would do mm-hmm. more of the more of the more traditional haunting yeah. or, or you know things like that. Maybe what we ought to do is do a haunted house mm-hmm. type of thing, and, you know, kind of move in, uh, you know, because both Haunting in Connecticut and Amityville Horror are mm-hmm. ghosts within a house, yeah. and. Uh, Haunting Connecticut, do you? I mean, I've I, I probably watched it a, a year ago, so I don't. I remember it being. I remember it being decent, but I don't remember it like blowing, like uh, blowing my mind. Or yeah, anything. it was pretty good. I, I, you know, it was funny because I was watching it, and and uh, I mean, there were a couple of creepy parts in it and right. things like that. And I liked how the story goes, but there again, it's just kind of one of those. Once you've seen where, when you rectify the situation, you've got these ghosts, and and once you solve the problem that these ghosts have, then it's well. A you know what? Ending. That's a lot because a lot of the movies that we were going to do uh-huh. or that were suggested were like that. Yeah, like st- a stir of echoes. Right. Uh, that's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Where there's a ghost until they solve a problem, yep. and then the ghost is free. Yeah. There are so many of those movies, and I, you know, I don't say that in a negative way because right. I really enjoy movies like that. Mm-hmm. I especially stir of echoes. Yeah, that was a I think great that's show. a great movie, except for Kevin Ass. Is in that Kevin, Kevin Dick Licker. Oh yeah, <clears throat> but Kevin but, Bob the Knob. Can I go any farther? <laughs> I, please, by all means. Kevin Punch the Clown. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Kevin Snuff the Weasel. You know what? You know what? You're asking for. Uh, let me tell you a little story. Kevin, give me a little knuckle, children. No, no. Listen, <laughs> real quick. You are very close to to going all bone bad on people's asses right now. Why? <laughs> Because uh, just to be funny, I, w- I went in and I'm like, you know, I haven't given uh, I haven't given Bone Bat an yeah. iTunes review yet. <laughs> yeah. And oh. if you listen to I if you listen to Bone Bat in their in their uh, opening song, they they sing about uh, uh, where we got dick jokes galore. Oh yeah. And I'm and I and I said something to the effect of, you know what? I'm really disappointed. They have a misleading theme song because uh, I mean I came here 
you know, and, and all I heard was funny, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, but I noticed a huge lack of dick jokes. <laughs> and, it, and I was it really pissed me off, you know, just joking around. Well, their last episode, all they did was say dick jokes. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome, so, dude. So, no, I, I'm just afraid that if we start going down that road, people are going to start uh, sending in synonyms of uh, whacking it. Punching yeah. the clown. I assume that was what that was. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's what that because means. Because I have no idea. That that was actually extra freaky. You know what? My brother sent me an email today yeah. about this news article, and it said body found, and it says they found a, uh, a man, a man's body in the park with a beer belly, saggy balls, uh, wrinkled ass, and a small dick. What? And then out of the bottom it says, are you okay, dude? <laughs> I was like, that bastard. (laughs) (laughs) If he wasn't in Phoenix, I would have kicked his ass. Oh, that is hilarious. It was pretty funny. It was Uh, pretty funny. Getting back to Amityville, you know what? I remember we were talking about it. I'm thinking, "Eh, I don't really like that movie. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that great. And I haven't seen it. I watched probably the original. But but, but I've gone back and started watching it just because... Uh, it was available. It's uh, you know on the server, so I'm just watching it, just with nothing to do. And I can only, I only ha- had like 20 minutes to spare while I was doing something. But I, but it was a lot. I mean, it was more intriguing than I remember it being. So maybe I need to read the original it. one. The the original with I, uh, uh, Margot Kidder. Yeah, Margot and Kidder. Brolin. James Brolin. James Brolin. Yeah, you know what? So there. Huh. You know what's good about all this is that. There's no sign of running out of uh, yeah. stuff to do right. for the podcast. Well, and, and like I said, thank, we really appreciated the suggestions. We got a lot of them. And yeah, in the did. end, we just had to make a quick decision. And we were kind of in the mood for those movies. And so we went ahead and did those. But that's not to say, I mean, please keep the suggestions coming. And also, we'll come back and revisit another episode that will get some of those movies in there. Because we definitely need to do those. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so many, like, staple shows that we haven't even done yet. Like a zombie show and, mm-hmm. you know, some other stuff like that. But anyways, uh, yeah, thanks for the suggestion. Even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. Hey guys, Tracy's Poppy, how's it hanging? Another fine episode you put out. I just thought that the Wolfman needed to be represented, especially with the remake coming out. Uh, I would tell you why now Wolfman and uh, werewolves in general are my favorite monsters, but. Damn, spooky though. Fine, outstanding piece you put in, man. I don't want to poison it by trying to add to it. It was just too damn good. Uh, Sam, hey man, I want to thank you for your uh, contribution to the Thirty Days of Spaggery. Good job, but you know I kept waiting for the penis and the veg references. Kind of weird when that didn't happen. I, I it wasn't quite like you, you know. Uh, Mike, you know, I know you're busy and all, but. Damn, man. Priorities, you know? Uh, I guess that's... Oh, no, wait, that's not it. Mike, Mike, I need to correct you on something. Uh, I know it was probably just a momentary lapse, but Rob Halford, he's not the metal king. He's the metal god. I just want to get that straight. All right? Later on, guys. Take care. Bye. Hey, guys. Gracie's Poppy again. And now I'm conflicted. I just finished up the uh, 30 Days Douchebaggery. Uh, yeah, Mike, you were there for the wrap-up. And yeah, you stuck it out for the whole three hours. And yeah, you were good and properly douchey. But damn it, when this thing started up, I was so psyched to hear what you guys would come up with. But either every day it was either Stephen or James or Stephen or James 
or James again, or James again, or Stephen and James, or Vaughn, and I kept on going like that. And I was like, damn, where are my boys? And I, did they get kicked out of DPPN? Uh, I was so disappointed. But at least, yeah, you did make it there. You finally got there at the last end. You did a great job. And it was such a cool project. I, I, I thank you guys for actually doing it. And thanks to all the douches. It was it was really cool. And I guess that's all i got to say for now. I'll put the rest. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Take care. You know what, dude? Somebody already corrected me on uh, the fact that Rob Halford is not the king of uh, metal. King Diamond came down and kicked my ass this last week. And he's like, what are you doing? Except for he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, that's good. But, uh, hey, and, and with the, the 30 days of douchebaggery and the douche, douche uh, podcasting network, douchebag, I can't figure out what the f*** was. <laughs> Anyways, you know what? That's a really great thing. And, and um, you know, we want to participate as much as we can. But a lot of times, like with what they were talking, these guys know a lot of shit. Yeah, well, Those they- other guys in there, like – Combine me and you, can't even compare to even one of them. I mean, because we have James, Vaughn, and Steven who just know a ton of stuff. And it's a little bit overwhelming. You know, I, I would I would just sit there and listen to what they say anyways because I don't know enough. So I was happy to be able to kind of uh, do do an episode and, and add some things in there. And I feel like, I, like I said, I was kind of a little bit overwhelmed with the subject matter, and that's maybe why I didn't well, do yeah, I, jokes. I am I am no... <laughs> expert on hp lovecraft and that's for sure right so with when them doing that i just was kind of a little bit overwhelmed but you know what with some of the other things where we just watch some movies or you know i feel like i can get into it then you know then then i can go out and and, and participate but, yeah but uh, good job to those guys yeah, congrats excellent. for pulling it off but they were able to do that i mean and hp lovecraft is just fascinating so nice work to everybody and glad you liked it yep hey cadaver lab mike and sam it's many uh, also known as horror fan for life on the forums and the misfits for life on the internet. Uh, I was just saying hi, you know, uh, heard the new podcast about the werewolves and everything. Uh, I was never really, you know, a werewolf fan, but uh, I don't know. More As a kid, I was more as a, you know, a sci-fi fan, and then I grew more into thrillers and whatnot, but I don't know. Just never really the biggest werewolf fan, you know. Uh, yeah, I was... I, I was calling mostly to thank you for uh, checking out my review on the forum. You know, it really means a lot because we don't have that many viewers yet. So we're trying to get as much exposure as we can. You know, I'm sending links to everyone. Hopefully they can check them out and whatnot. But, yeah, I was just really happy that you guys did that. And um, also I want to tell you that uh, I'm starting a podcast soon also with a buddy of mine. So that should be really fun, you know. I see how you guys have a lot of fun doing it. I've heard plenty of other podcasts that do it, and they just, I don't know. It seems a lot of fun, and I think I could do, I, I think I could be pretty good at that. So hopefully that goes well. Um, just saying, hey, keep doing what you're doing, you know. Love the podcast, as usual. Hopefully you can hear me well, because this is a new phone. And, uh, I don't know, I've been having some problems with it, but hopefully you can hear me fine. And also, I hope this is the right voicemail, because as a different, e- like, a different guy in the beginning, it's like this weird, hello and welcome, blah, 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 I don't know. It's not your normal intro thing to the voicemail, but whatever. Um, this is going to be long if I keep talking, because I could talk all day because I have no life. What? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, just thanks for checking out my review. Um, you know, thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, hopefully I can send you guys a link to the podcast 
hopefully when we get it started, which is probably not soon, but uh, hopefully sooner than I think it would be. So, yeah, just saying hi. Have a great day. Have a great night, whatever time you hear this. Uh, yeah, goodbye. You know, I'm always happy to hear that other people are going to get into the podcasting world. And so, um, you know, sometimes people ask questions uh, about what the best way to get into it is. And, and so I'm just going to go ahead and answer that question All before right. you even ask it. All right. If you want to be successful, you got to go with what's popular. So if I were you, I'd start up a Twilight podcast. <laughs> just just do that. <laughs> do that and talk about it because, uh, you know, you're not a big fan of werewolves. I think there's werewolves and vampires fighting in that and showing off diamond-encrusted skin and shit. So that, do that. That'd I wish cool. I could say I wouldn't know, but I lost <laughs> that bet to my wife, and I had to watch. Except for I never saw any werewolves. So. Yeah, they I'm, don't I'm come until the, the next ones. Anyways, no, I'm just joking around, dude. Yeah, send us over the link. Let us know. You know honestly, I don't think there can be – I mean, I'm always for more horror podcasts. Yeah. Just because it's like – I mean, there are a lot out there, and that's fine. But not every podcast is for everybody. I mean, I mean there are people that uh, – that I mean, for instance, when I listen to them, I like some better than others, and it's just—I mean, it just has to do with the, with the uh, you know the personalities on it and kind of their take on on movies. And you know what? I, and I don't think that there can be too many. I mean, I don't. No, I I agree with that. I mean, I think you know the three movies we're going to do tonight—the Frighteners, Devil's Backbone, and Recycle—you may end up doing those same movies and have a totally different spin, and people will absolutely love hearing that. So yeah, absolutely, I, you know, do whatever you want as far as uh, those subject matters because uh, you know that that's great, man. Oh, and as far as our voicemail line is concerned, apparently uh, a lot of the podcasters use a service called K7.net. I think it's K7.net. Anyways, but. Uh, this happened to a lot of people, and I just found out about it today, and I haven't changed our message yet. But apparently the uh, personalized message on those just got wiped out. Oh, but so, you can go record a new one. Yeah, but I, oh, I just okay. need to go in and do it, and I haven't All done right. it yet. And uh, apparently just for Stace, uh, I'm going to be like, Hey, welcome to the Cadaver Lab Podcast, voicemail line, Wix Street. <laughs> because she always makes fun of my... Uh, my uh, Hi, thank you for calling the Cadaver Lab Podcast. Leave a message, and we'll uh, stick it up your ass. I can't remember nice, what I dude. said, but it was uh, whatever. But I, you know what? I could really spice it up for us. Maybe you should Maybe do I'll it. do it, and we'll, we'll just get something really happy that gets people in the mood to leave five-minute messages in the, <laughs> and, and forget why they called in the middle. That'd kick ass. Hey, Sam and Mike. It's Otter. Uh, just uh, giving you guys a call on your latest show, the werewolf one there. Um, actually, I wanted to throwing a comment, not like a shameless plug, but you guys were talking about terrestrial radio and satellite radio. I don't know, maybe Sam, since he was talking about it, maybe he has satellite radio. Uh, we got it ourselves a couple years ago. I'm a Howard Stern fan, so we got it when he went to there. Not exactly all that thrilled about paying a monthly subscription at first, but it, it was. we had the thing for a few weeks, and I'm like, I don't hear these bands on the radio. I mean, just the fact that they have channels that are dedicated all the metal and punk and like channels that are that are dedicated to hearing like the classic rock channels but they're not the uh hey let's hear the same four songs from led zeppelin pink floyd mike's favorite band rush you know things like that like they play the deep cuts uh you know comedy that's all uncensored and it's not all about saying you know shit piss and fuck it's also you can talk with you what you want about and you're not worried about offending the sponsors like yes some channels do have sponsors, but it's us subscribers that are paying for it. And terrestrial radio just sucks because most of it's top 40. There's horrible selection. Um, there were some guys on a morning talk show in Detroit that 
they said that as soon as they left the office in the morning and they were the number one talk show in the area in the morning, they listen to satellite radio and their station that they're on goes, their ratings go right down as soon as they get off in the morning. But anyways, on to the movies. Um, this weekend, we got three movies from Netflix, one being American Werewolf in London, The Orphan, and The Haunting in Connecticut. And, uh, of course, we watched American Werewolf first. My wife had never seen it. She really enjoyed it. So the transformation scene was cool. And it's been a long time since I saw it. We saw the Blu-ray copy. So it was it was a nice cleaned-up copy. Watched a little making-of documentary and whatnot. Good movie. Then we watched The Orphan. And what a piece of shit that was. We called it about halfway through. I'm like, yeah, she's got some disease that's keeping her. Sorry, spoiler alert, but. She's got some disease that's keeping her young or something. This is just pointless. Like, I thought this was some chick version of the old Macaulay Culkin, the good son. And then uh, we watched The Haunting in Connecticut, and my gut reaction to that is, what a piece of shit. The reason I bring this up is because you guys were talking about doing ghost movies, and I don't know if you've reviewed this movie yet. Maybe you have, and I'm just forgetting, but... uh, I, there was just, the story was just kind of all over the place. And like a typical horror movie these days, and of course, The Orphan and The Haunting of Connecticut came recommendations from one of my wife's co-workers who considers himself a horror aficionado, though he, uh, I don't think he's seen much prior to the Scream series in the 90s. Um, also, they think Nickelback is a metal band down here, but I'm getting off to- topic here. This movie was just all over the place. And like I said, with the horror movies these days, they have to explain it all in the end in a montage. Like every Saw movie does that, or these other flicks. Develop a story. Let the person think. Don't slap us in the face with the, oh, wait, here's everything in case you didn't get it. And it was also one of those PG-13 movies in theaters that, ooh, we got the unrated Too Hot for Theaters version coming out on DVD. Check it out. What a piece of shit it was. I was really disappointed. So... Well, anyways, guys, take care, and, uh, yeah, later. Hey, guys, it's Otter again. I just wanted to leave another message about, you guys talked about, like, Rick Baker and his effects on there. And, I mean, these movies came out uh, with the exception of Silver Bullet. I mean, you had The Howling, American Werewolf in London. You know, they came out of times when, when other great movies were coming out in the early 80s, like The Thing, uh, you know, they were doing, Alien had been out, you know, years prior to it, but, Back when monster effects were actually real, either, you know, people in suits, you know, some sort of puppetry they built, long before, you know, the advent of CG, whereas now they make some monster movie and, oh, yeah, we'll just CG it in. You know, the actors will pretend there's something around. You know, that always looks like shakes. You can tell they're just trying to imagine something. When you actually have something physical there, it's cool. Like, you know... The stuff that Rick Baker's done later in his career, uh, you know, the stuff that Stan Winston and the people at ILM did, it's just all great stuff. I wish that would happen more these days. It's actually have physical effects, you know, like the stuff that was in Pan's Labyrinth. That could have easily been all CG, but no, they actually, you know, took the time to make physical effects. And it's just something I like. All right, later. And that is a great point. You know, first of all, with the haunting Connecticut, we talked a little bit earlier about hey, you know that that's an okay movie, but you, I think you hit it right on the head of why 
you know what I may have had a problem with it because you're exactly right. I hate it when they have to go back for the dumb viewers and and walk you through exactly what happened like you didn't get it. It's the same reason I hate like monologuing in movies like. They have to bring you along because you're too stupid to understand what's going on. So, well, for those of us who are too stupid to get it, oh my, it's bad. very nice. Oh my bad. You know, so, but I, I still, you know what? I still, I enjoyed that movie. Um, I enjoyed watching it, and I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Nothing really original, but I, I still, I thought it was pretty good. The thing is, is, uh, and also, I, I actually kind of liked the orphan. Um, you know, I didn't think it was spectacular. I didn't, you know, uh, but I, I mean, I didn't see it coming. I mean, I, I thought that it was some kind of a, instead of a disease, I thought there might maybe something else going on, but I figured that, you know, it doesn't matter what I figured. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, is that, um, I, I think that honestly, the, the reason that, especially with the orphan, because the orphan I watched fairly recently is I really had shit expectations and, mm. you know, and it's like, yeah, it was PG 13, blah, blah, you know, but it came out and I didn't have to, I, I, I think that one was R, wasn't it? Um, no, not in the theaters, oh, really? maybe not in the theaters. Oh. Maybe it was when I saw it, oh. but I didn't have high expectations for it and I didn't hate it. I, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I didn't vehemently hate it. You know, oh, that's good. But uh, in fact, but I mean, I'm. I guess I'm trying to still be cool and not like say, yeah, I really <laughs> loved it. No, but I didn't. I mean, I enjoyed it. I. Yeah. I don't know. I. You know. I. I Keep me in the balls. I'm sorry. Well, no, but I'm glad. Fun. I'm glad that he called in Otter and, uh, and oh, no, told no. us what you thought about there, it. Because there's, there's a couple other points. things too, and mm -hmm. he brings up. He brings up when uh, you know back in the day when effects were effects. Yeah. You know? And one of the movies that we talk about today, I have a real problem with it because it was so laden with really shitty CGI effects. Yeah. And the movie I like. The movie was fine, but the effects are so bad. You know what's so funny is uh, um, the movie I'm talking about is Frighteners. And mm -hmm. uh, um, it seems more dated than American Werewolf in London because uh, that the CGI there was was uh, still in kind of its infancy. And, and uh, basically, it, it just kind of ties it right to that time. Whereas American Werewolf in London, you watch that now, and you watch like Alien, and you watch uh, the Thing. You watch that now, and it's still like it's still pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, you know, and you don't have to overlook it. Like when like when I watch the Frighteners, I'm like, yeah, I have to overlook all these shitty special effects, which back then were state of the art. Mm -hmm. You know, but now they they I mean, it's obvious they didn't stand the test of time. No, not not at all. Which you can go back and watch Alien over and over. Oh, and dude. over again, and you're just like, holy shit, that is scary. Alien, that thing still scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Like right when I can, I can still. Picture it when the when the guy with the beard's walking down and uh, yeah. his uh, his fire lights yep. up just a little bit and there's that uh, yep. there's the alien kind of standing in that cubby. Anyways, awesome thoughts, man. Hey there, Mike and Sam, Steve here. I'm only uh, like about an hour into his show, and um, for some reason, the phrase "tumor douche" came to mind, and I don't know. I think we need to incorporate incorporate that into my daily vocabulary. I get you later, bitches. Be cool. Where in the world has Steven been? Doing the 30 days oh, yeah. of douchebaggery, <laughs> man. covering our asses You know, the funny that. thing is, he hasn't, he, he's so dedicated that he hasn't put out one of his own shows. Oh, he's really? Been, uh, yeah, man, he's been on this. He's put out 30 under someone else's name. No. Well, uh, you know what? Steven is the douchebags. Nothing. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going to say no, something No, I'm done. Else. Oh. No. <laughs> 
Was that, that wasn't it? a joke. Oh, was I? I don't know. What I'm just saying. That's, Dude, I don't that's know what I'm epic. supposed to do. Uh, he, that's epic. What he when he and James. It's so funny because uh, we all tried to pitch in. Well, some of us outside of this room tried to pitch in a lot of stuff. <laughs> but you actually, I haven't heard yours yet. Dang it! I need yeah. to get back to that. But the thing is, I haven't heard a lot of it yet, and I really look forward to going back though. Those guys really did a great job. Tumor douche? Did we say that? I don't recall that, but a lot of stuff comes out of my mouth that I don't remember, and then I go back and listen to it while I'm at the gym, <laughs> and it's like. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe that is freaking How did hilarious. How that vulgarity come what? out of my mouth? How did I string that sentence together? Because I don't talk like You're that. You're marveled by your own artistry. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Case from Creepy Kitch. I assume this is your message. That's all I got with the fax prompt. I just wanted to call in and give Sam a little friendly warning. Sam, you hate Canadians. This is known and uh, acknowledged through, I don't know, us. And I just wanted to say, Ken, Kern- Ken Kersinger, the guy who played Jason in Freddy vs. Jason, all six feet, eight inches of him, is a Canuck. So uh, you might want to watch who's lying you're pissing on there, son. Uh, otherwise, you might find a machete shoved in places where perhaps God did not intend for it to go. Anyway, talk to you guys later. Bye. Listen, I know that was supposed to be scary, but I got one thing to say. All six feet, eight inches of my junk is 100% American <laughs> and could whack the shit out of any I Canadian. I don't like where you went with that <laughs> at all. Come on, dude. I thought that was going to be great. No, I'm sure it was great, but uh, I just didn't. It scared me a little. It did scare you? Well, let me unfold it three times. and you know- <laughs> <laughs> That'll yeah. really be scary. Yeah, well- Freaking Swiss Army dick. <laughs> yeah! I, no- I have nothing to add to that at all. Mike and Sam. It's Patrick. How you guys doing? Listen, I was just listening to your Friday the 13th episode, and I came to a realization, and it's not easy for me to admit this, but I was 100% wrong about you guys. I don't think you're gay. After all, I don't know what your problem is, but... um. I'm basing this on the fact that you had no love at all for Friday the 13th Part 7 because that is the one that the queens love. Now, why is this, you may ask me. Me, personally, I'm not a fan of the series after Part 6. It it just kind of dies for me there, except for Part 7 because all these things, it's so, uh, all those things you hate about it, Oh, what make it campy for us? It's silly. It's over the top. But there's this fine line between straight cinema and gay cinema. I was trying to explain it to a straight friend of mine once. What makes one movie gay and another one straight? There's no gay characters in that. There's no men kissing. There's nobody to toot to. What makes that gay? Well, it's kind of hard to define. Except that straight movies, straight guys like movies. Where the good guys win. Gay guys like movies where the bad girls rule. It's not really all encompassing, but you kind of get the get the idea. Hopefully, maybe not. Whatever. If you don't, fuck you. First of all, this has got a fantastic bad girl in it. That Melissa bitch was relentlessly evil. Completely over the top. Cartoon evil cunt bitch. And we love those. I don't know why, but we do. And, just, and it's got Kevin Spiritus in it. 
guy who played the male lead. Yeah, we love him. Yeah, he's an openly gay actor now, and I just saw him in an off-Broadway play where he's butt-naked from start to finish. Ooh, sorry, I was reliving the moment. Ooh, I relived it again. Yeah, but you left out, you stupid, illiterate motherfuckers, you left out the most important detail of that film. You probably don't even know what it is. Uh... Tina's mom was played by Susan Blue. Who is Susan Blue, do you ask? Fuck you, you idiots! Susan Blue is fucking royalty, okay? Susan Blue is one of the most prolific cartoon voice actors. Well, she's not working anymore, but when she was working, she was in fucking everything. Most notably, she was the voice of Smurfette. Smurf fucking it. Sorry. Yeah, so that little cartoon bitch you all wanted to fuck, that was her. That's fucking awesome. Anyway, uh, what was the other thing I want to talk to you guys about? Oh, Horror Hound Weekend. Yeah, I was there in Cincinnati this past weekend, and I have to say, I did not have the greatest of times. Uh, we got into town on Friday, and just as soon as the convention started, I just found myself having this really weird pain. And it bothered me the whole weekend. It was this weird kind of... I don't know how to describe it. It was like this electric, tingling sort of pain that was not pleasant, but... Right on my tailbone. And then I realized what it was. You know, you hear stories of somebody loses a limb, that they have that kind of phantom pain, and they still feel tingling and stuff in the limb that's not there. And I realized what it was. That was my ass missing your business card. My ass was having phantom longings for the sharp, razor-like bite of the paper of your business card sliding deftly between my lightly furred butt cheeks biting into my flesh scarring me forever and turning me home. Ew, I just grossed myself out. Okay, um... Yeah, that's about it, I think, and stuff. And hey, I wanted to say hi to your listener, Betty. You don't know who the fuck I'm talking about, but hey, Betty, how are you doing? You're my favorite person. I fucking hate getting hung up on. <sighs> See what happens, I start talking about a chick. The electronics start malfunctioning. What the fuck? Now you know weirder things that happen. Weird things like my crack having the same reaction that Harry Potter's scar has when Gar- uh, Gargamel is going to say <laughs> Voldemort is around. Yeah, I'm just going to hang out now. I'm going nowhere else. Bye, girls. That is some serious <laughs> ramblings of a madman. <laughs> dude, dude, you know what? I mean... 
you're right. I mean, I, I'm kind of blown away by that whole voicemail because, I mean, first of all, I learned so much. I did too. I learned so much. I still remember the first blood flow flowing to my nether regions as I was watching the Smurfs. And I now know where that came from. You know and what, dude? If I would have any idea that that was her, oh my god! You know, I'll tell you. Oh, wait, I did not like the face you just made. But no, listen, dude. Now, I mean, this isn't a Smurf podcast, so we're not going to get into it. But, dude, you know where I want to live? I want to live in a place where. I don't. No, know, you don't. I don't know if I was going. I want to live in a place where I'm the only dude. Around that many chicks, yeah. you'll flip it, okay? Yeah, right. You know, I'm just saying. Right. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? I, I didn't. I don't even remember. What she, she had to have been wearing a shirt, right? <laughs> Weren't all the other Smurfs she wore a not dress. wearing shirts? Yeah, she oh, wore a, a dress. dress That's dude. right. A white dress. They all wore white dresses. That's right. Smurf it. Oh man, I'd like to Smurf that. You know what? You know what's <laughs> funny is, is as Patrick was describing the difference between uh, gay cinema and straight cinema. I I had no idea. I am I am naive, mm-hmm. and that was that was just that opened my whole my whole mind. I'm a virgin. It. You know what we that as if that wasn't an oh oh my gosh, we were lucky enough to have one more big long voicemail from Patrick, and uh, so let's let's just end off the voicemails with that. But uh, here it comes. Hey girls, it's Patrick. How you doing? Love your hair. Hope you win. No, I hope you win. No, I hope you win. Bitch. Anyway, I'm calling back because after my last series of calls, I went back and I watched Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, again. And it was kind of weird because I had to get it uh, online through completely legal means, if you know what I'm saying. And the copy I wound up watching, not only was it sped up a little bit so everybody sounded like chipmunks, it had Danish subtitles, which was really fucked up. But anyway, that's not the point, but it was not as great as I remembered. But then again, I saw it in the ultimate viewing experience, in the theater, opening night, in a completely gay neighborhood. (laughs) Nothing changes a movie viewing experience than watching it with a room full of homos. Because we see things you don't. Okay? We have fegavision. We find jokes where there are none. We find great things where you don't see them. It's just weird kind of thing. Like, for instance, my friend Sarah walked in on her once and she was watching Showgirls. And she was saying, this is the most depressing movie I've ever seen. It's terrible. It's terrible. I said, shut your fucking mouth. Start the movie over. Get some popcorn. You're watching it with me. Now she thinks it's the best movie ever. It's the greatest comedy ever filmed. But I'm really off the fucking topic. God damn it. Anyway, part of the 13th part 7. Yeah, it was not super great, but you know what? I gotta say Melissa's still a fun bitch. She's a fun, fun bitch. And I can't believe... But here's the thing. I can't believe you guys missed this. Melissa, the bitch, has that whole scene where she's like, Do you like my pearl necklace? My daddy gave it to me on my last birthday. Because he said, You're such a good little girl. And then later on, she chokes on her pearl necklace. How did you miss that? For real! Now, I realize this may not be your favorite Friday the 13th series, but just for the amount of boobs alone, I thought it would have knocked it up a couple of notches. And not only does it have boobs, it's got the underwater snatch cam. You know? That was a scary part for me, but I figured you guys would have been like, hey, snatch! You don't see that a lot in the Friday the 13th series. But okay, straight guys didn't care about the boobs or the snatch. But yet you're obsessed with the guy that looks like he was jerking off. Mm-hmm. Damn. 
Part 8 still blows. Sorry, it blows, it blows. It's not, it's everything that Part 7 is not. There's no camp value. The girl man is a, she's not a bitch, she's just a cunt, and cunts aren't fun. Wow, that was profound. Um, but the thing is, I want to talk about Part 9, Jason Goes to Hell. I saw that in the theater, and I saw the uncut version, and I mean the, the cut version, and I thought it sucked. But when I saw it on VHS, I thought it was a lot better. But here's the thing that nobody seems to notice about that film. Part 9 was when New Line Cinema bought the rights to the Friday the 13th series and stopped calling it Friday the 13th. Am I correct? Of course I am. I'm Patrick. I'm always right. Fuck you. Anyway, New Line also owns the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Am I correct? Yes, I'm correct. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but they kind of went and pushed the mythology of these two guys together, uh, Freddy Krueger and Jason, giving them the, the same origin. They both were possessed by weird demonic slug things and could only be killed by a relative. And you can see they're all just kind of gearing up to that Freddy versus Jason thing that never, well, didn't pan out the way they wanted it to. But nobody seems to notice that. I see it because I have Fagavision. Doom, 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 doom. Fagavision! Wow, I'm all over the place today. You know, one of these days, I promise this week, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to record my journey through the Friday the 13th series in the theaters. Because each one of them has a taste sensation of a story for you to enjoy. I'm talking a lot. I'm going to hang up now. Bye. Dude, Patrick is some kind of superhero. (laughs) He can see things in movies that that the normal average person cannot see. You know what? That has got to be the most powerful X-Men in the world. (laughs) Dude, you know what's funny? What? Is... uh, I don't, you know, it's funny because it's been it's been like a month since we did this one. Uh-huh. Right? It's been what two, a couple episodes ago. Um, now I don't know why, but we, I noticed the snatch vision. You know, <laughs> you know what kind of bugged me about it, and this, and I thought the same things I was watching it. Now let's just say that Crystal Lake wasn't that clear. There was yeah. little floaty things that are around, and you can see kind of, and it just, it was just like. Ooh. Well, the thing for me is, like, I enjoy a good snatch just as well no, as anybody don't. else. Okay. But if it looks like a jellyfish because she's not trimming, <laughs> then well, I, I, well, I, I'm not even going to comment there, on it. There you go. That, there, there's your explanation. I feel like I feel like a man again, okay? <laughs> yeah, we just we just noticed there wasn't a whole bunch of uh, landscaping down there. So a little too much... Uh, <laughs> A little too much jellyfish. Uh. Wow, that's uh, a little too many tentacles. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's what it looked like underwater. Just like it was, like, you know how the jellyfish pulsates as it's, oh. <laughs> the freaking fur on the burger looked just like the jellyfish going like, <laughs> trying to scoot away from you, dude. Uh, you know what? Take care of that th- shit. Th- thank you for that. <laughs> I I do appreciate you saying that. We are probably the dirtiest podcast in the in, in no. the po- what we're PG thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it. We have for voicemails. Thank you, everyone, for calling in uh, or re- recording your MP three for us. That was that was a heck of a lot of fun. Nice. Um, so what we're gonna do is take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back to talk about some ghosts. Nice. Hello, this is Ferguson. The very important message. It's come to our attention that demons are being exercised at an alarming rate. 
It used to be that demons ran rampant. Demonic possession was as common as anal warts. But anal exorcisms are all the rage these days. Please, help the cadaver tracks. For less than the price of a cup of anal coffee, we can keep a demon inside of a young girl or boy's body. Just think of the great experiences that child could have speaking in tongues, masturbating with a cross, levitating, murder, public urination. Please, help these children. View the movie from dusk till dawn and record a cadaver tracks. That is, record an audio file of yourself watching the movie. Make fun of it if you want. Do whatever you need to. But help these demons. Stand up. We're running out of time. Help these demons to find a place. Perdition isn't what it used to be. Send your audio files to Ferguson at cadaverlab.com. Cadaver Tracks is taking a stand against demonic exorcism. We want these demons to have a place other than limbo, a young boy or girl's body they can call home. With every Cadaver Track submission, we're that much closer to helping demons to become a part of our world and bring about the anal apocalypse. Cadaver Tracks, sponsor a demon today. And now it's time for a little clowning with Sam. Hey, I had a question about uh, some services. Sure, I can help you with that. Um, well, it's it's it's. It's it's kind of a little discreet, maybe. Um, well, I what I'm I'm in the middle of a lawsuit right now, and I uh, 
I've got to get some, I have some pictures that I've taken and I need to get them blown up or like uh, kind of, um, I need to make sure that you can see what's going on there. Um, yeah, we, we do this kind of stuff all the time for oh, trial lawyers. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, the, the question I have then is, um, I had a dog bite my penis and so uh-huh. the, the pictures are of a graphic nature and so I'm a little concerned that if I bring that in and someone were to to see that, they'd think that maybe they're, you know... I just I don't want I don't want there to be really any questions as to what the the motive is there. Does that does that make sense? No, that's fine. Okay, so we're a very small company, so it's, yeah. Okay, so there's no so no one's going to be offended or there won't be any problems with with no, okay. No. All right, that sounds good. And then so what's what is the process then? I mean, how does that work? Um, well, usually when you're doing something for trial, you want them to be fairly large, um, and so we we have this thing called the law package. Mm-hmm. And it's where you get the, the print, you know, uh, printed and mounted, and it's one uh, package price. Okay. So, like, one size you can choose is, like, 30 by 40. Mm-hmm. And if it's color, then it's 115. Okay. Um, if you want 20 by 24, it would be $50. So it's just kind of arranged depending on what size you end up wanting to get. Okay. Okay, good. Um, that may be what I need to do. And then do I just, do I come in and consult with somebody, or do I drop them off, or how do I? Yeah, you, um, you can just, uh, if you want to email us the files, if you want to drop out the files, it's up to you how you want to get us the files. But you just need to decide what size you want it, and, you know, it depends on how large the files are, whether or not you're going to need to swing by. Okay. Probably. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to get as detailed as I can, just because it almost bit it off. So, I mean, I need to make sure that that you can see all of the detail on it. So, all right. Well, then maybe what I'll do is uh, I'll just I'll come in and talk to somebody about that. What are your hours? 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. Okay. All right, that sounds good. Thank you very much. Yep. All right, bye-bye. Hey, I've got a question for you. Um, I, I wanted to bring my car in, but I wanted to make sure. Um, I want to make sure. I, I have some stuff on the uh, this, the roof of my car, the ceiling. Wanted to make yeah. sure that you guys can get that kind of stuff out. Okay, inside the car or outside the car? It's it's inside the car. Okay, what got up there? Um, it's it's semen. It's a uh, Honda Accord 2003. Yeah, I can say that we can get it out. Okay, so that that's not a problem. I just I wanted to make sure before I brought it in. So, um, uh, it'll it'll completely be gone. Okay, and then uh, and so what are your hours? Um, seven thirty to six thirty Monday through Friday. Okay. Now, when I come in, do I need to? Do I need to explain to anybody what happened, or can I just? I mean, well, no. We're gonna we're gonna do. I'm gonna. We're gonna, you're gonna do all the explaining to me. Okay. And then I'll translate it to my manager. It's no problem. But oh. we we need to come up with what you want to do exactly. Okay. Am I okay? O three Honda Accord. What color fabric or leather? And I'm Jim, by the way. Okay, Jim. It's uh, uh it's 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 kind of a silver. Uh, interior and I mean the outside silver too, but it's kind of it's more like a gray. I guess it's gray. Okay, gray fab. All right. Yep. Um, 
prior to this event, was there kids, ch- uh, pets, children, regular? You tell me. Uh, no, I mean it's just just I, I use it for work, so I mean it just that that would be. I mean that's the regular only thing. use car. Yeah, regular okay. use. Yeah. Right. And and am I assuming correctly that you want to clean the whole interior? Yeah. Right? Yep. Okay, gray fabric interior, Honda Accord. Mm-hmm. There's there's a range of price. Okay. And, and I'll and I'll give you the range. Mm-hmm. I, I mean I don't care about what's on the uh, headliner. Sure. That's we'll be able to steam clean that out. Okay. It's not throwing the range of price off. It's mm-hmm. just we have a low range of two fifty and a high range of two ninety five for interior only. Okay. Which were you trying to create a package to do inside and out? Well I just need to get that out of there. I mean I just don't want that stain on the ceiling. So whatever we need to do to get that I don't done. Wanna, I know I don't want to compel you to spend more just because I'm getting the stain out. Is is it enough that we clean just the interior? Yes. Okay. So when you come are you going to bring it tomorrow morning, right? Uh, yeah, I'd like to get this done as soon as possible. Yeah, but we do have time, so that'll fill in one slot that I needed to fill in for Friday. Okay. Um, so when you come in in the morning, in other words, my manager, Carlos, will look at the interior, and um, actually, I don't care if you point it out or not. I know I know we can, can get that out, but you can if you want. Okay. And, and you could just say, does that look like a stain that you can get out? And I'll explain it to them. Okay. But um, we'll clean the whole headliner so it all looks even. And then um, he'll tell you exactly, you know, if it's a 250 interior or what, what it is in that range, just based on the overall soiling of the interior. And this will be... Um, the cleanest and nicest cleaning you're ever going to get. You happen to call a shop that's the only shop that does a chemical odor and allergy-free. It's a hot mm. vapor sanitizing steam clean. And, you know, okay. from an aesthetic standpoint, forget the other issue. This is as clean and nice as it's going to be. Okay. Okay. All right. Then you can talk to Carlos. Can I get a first name and phone number? Um. Yes, that would be... This has been Clowning with Sam. I am such an asshole. And we're back. So uh, I like the theme music, man. You like that little Mister Bungle? Absolutely. Yeah, I was. I thought it it played very nicely with what I do. So, (laughs) and I'm sorry that I'm such an asshole. (laughs) Why are you sorry about being? I'm not. It's Uh, just way too much fun. (laughs) Uh, I almost got busted though on that last one. Because, like, the dude's like, hey, uh, well, yeah, let me just take down your name. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, and then I hung up on him. And then he called me back twice. So now okay. he's got my real name because it's on my voicemail. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. Oh, one day all this is going to come back to bite I you know. in the ass. He'll sue gonna... me for something. <laughs> well, uh, let's just hope he doesn't make the connection. To he doesn't Google you and find you somehow connected well, to the podcast. The funny thing is is I think he thought he was being taken when I when I said that the the stain on the top of the ceiling was sperm. I'm pretty sure that you know, like you could kind of tell that he's like, "Yeah, right." And then as I went into it, I think he's starting to really help me out. It's like, "No, dude, we won't ask any questions when you bring it in." Are you serious? <laughs> so anyway. Uh, All right. That's awesome. Um so we talked we talked about uh, earlier that uh you know, the, the, I don't think the movies that we picked today were really indicative of a lot of like a classic, mm-hmm. 
classic ghost movies. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I mean they're all they're all pretty much ghost movies. Uh, but and uh, but one good thing about the ghost movie, these ones that we picked is that they're pretty, especially talking about recycled. They're pretty. I mean that one was so unique. Mm-hmm. I think that could have fit in a lot of different mm-hmm. places. And you know I'm actually real. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. And when you when you uh, suggested that we watch it, I was you know I. I was like, great, this is something I haven't seen. And, and it was uh, interesting, to say the least. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, we'll get into all of that. Um, also, one thing I noticed, uh, we'll do Frighteners first. We'll talk about Frighteners mm-hmm. first. But um, one thing I noticed about these movies is that um, they're, the, the two were kind of mysteries. Or kind of, uh, you know, in, in kind of like you were saying with like the other ghost movies, like The Stir of Echoes. Is, mm-hmm. um, and I think there were a lot of, uh, there's a lot of potential spoilers and the the problem with this is the problem with that is I think that if we were to give too much away on either one of the last two and, and tell me what you think that I I don't want to give too much away of the story because I don't want to ruin the story for it because I think that uh, especially with recycle yeah you know we don't want to give too many details just because um, right the, the thing is is the payoff like the end mm-hmm. if you if you are seeing what it is before that. Then the kind of the whole movie's ruined. I know. I, I, that's what I told you because I think you were halfway through it. And I'm like, dude, don't read stuff on the internet. And I and I didn't. And you know what? It came it came to the end, and I and I was like, okay, I see what he was saying. Yeah, because once you and don't if you want to enjoy the movie, seriously. Don't, well, I'm well, let's you just don't. do this. Let's let's just talk about re, uh, recycle um, more along. Kind of it's uh, it, there's gonna there's gonna have to be some spoilers. Well, we'll get into it. But let's not go through the plot. What I'm saying is let's not go through yeah. the plot as thoroughly as yeah, we have been. I like that. But let's let's start with Frighteners, okay. anyways. Uh, Frighteners came out in uh, 1996. There has been a destructive force unleashed on this town such as I have never seen. <laughs> Oh my god, I don't believe this. This is not happening! We have got a poltergeist! Okay, well, folks, I can do a clearance, but it's not going to be cheap. You, you can see spirits? Emanations are normally confined to cemetery. You cannot push spirits around! Although they do escape. And an uncanny knack. We're going to scare the living daylights out of your parents. <gasps> For making a profit off the living. We're supposed to be his business partners. Everyone says that you were fraud, but I've seen what you can do. Give it up, Frank. Death ain't no way to make a living. But now... <laughs> Some things put the fear of death in the living. What is happening to me? And send the dead yes! running for their lives. I've seen a figure in a cave. That was the soul collector. When your number's up, that's it. Frank, we got problems. All these murders that have been going on in Fairwater, they're going to pin them on you. Pictures and Robert Zemeckis. Your next pal. And acclaimed director Peter Jackson. We don't stop till the screen starts, you day. The Frighteners. Uh, IMDb gave it a 7.1. It was directed by Peter Jackson um, of uh, Bad Taste fame. He, he did a couple other movies too. Dead Alive. 
Anyways, he did uh, Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, and... Uh, forgettable. You know, now, well, <laughs> forgettable. <laughs> they suck. You know what? It did... Uh, I did find myself having kind of a preoccupation with um, uh, smaller women with uh, elf-looking ears. Really? Yeah, after that I'm one. I'm glad he did that for Apparently, you. Yeah. You know what? I love I love him for that. <laughs> Sa- Samwise Gamgee's wife. Yeah. Ow. Wow, dude. No, okay, that was rude. That reminds me of Willow's wife, which absolutely, I would do that. I would Whoa! That. I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, but any, but you know, it's funny, we start talking about this real quick. As I was watching this, there was an introduction by Peter Jackson on the DVD that I was watching. It was mm-hmm. like two minutes long. <laughs> and he's like, this bridges the gap between the low-budget movies that I did in New Zealand and the, uh, this is my South, uh, my New Zealand accent, by the way, and the, the uh, Lord of the Rings, which was huge budget. This, this kind of bridges that gap. It's a bigger, bigger show. I'm like, uh, and then after I watched it, I'm like, dude, you didn't bridge nothing. This freaking blows compared to either one of your work. Well, he doesn't mean, I don't know if he means that he's like, uh, he he was referring to the first two or the first however many he did there being so shitty. And and now he's so great and awesome because you know what? I think he knows a lot of people appreciate his older I think, well, and I think he was just talking about the budgets per se. But this, he recorded it in 2005, the introduction, because it was the 10th anniversary of Frighteners. Right. That's what he said. Well, it's... But Frighteners came out in 96, but anyway. Anyway. Um, let's see. It was written by Fran Walsh and Peter Jackson. Uh, it was produced by Robert Zemeckis, um, which did a lot of work with uh, a lot of production work with uh, some of the old Dark Castle movies like Gothica, Ghost Ship, 13 Ghosts, House on Haunted Hill. Um, he actually uh, worked a lot with the Tales in the Crypt, like the series. He did, uh-huh. he did a lot. He, I, he, he worked on them in different capacities. However, he also produced Bordello of Blood and Demon Knight. Mm. And The Frighteners was actually supposed to be um, kind of another Tales from the Crypt Presents movie. Mm. However, he, they decided that it was so good that they're just going to put it out and you know make it standalone. They didn't they didn't feel like it needed the Tales from the Crypt uh, title to you know to be good. Anyways, uh, one thing about this this movie that I did like, and it's uh, it's not uh, like we talked about earlier how some of the CGI is dated things like that. I really liked this. It wasn't like this. It was the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I loved the soundtrack yeah. for this because um, I don't know I don't know how many people how many of you guys have seen uh, the Frighteners, but it's kind of a lighter mm-hmm. type of thing. It, I mean, there gets a couple of dark moments, but most of it's you know done in the day in a, in a gorgeous area. I mean, yeah. it's it's like uh, you know kind of on a bay. It's you know really green. Awesome. Well, it's Michael J. Fox. Anytime you and see that guy, and that's it's true not, too. I mean, this is pre-Twitch, so I mean, <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is when it's light time. This is like post Teen Wolf. Yeah. I mean the dude he's he's just awesome in everything he's in but he's not he's not like a really serious method actor. Well no, I mean in fact it's funny because I was reading some of the the uh uh trivia on this and he in uh, you, you know that uh, John Aston Samwise Gamgee's dad in real life is that is, I can't remember if that's his name. Oh yeah. John Ashton, or Ashton the, played the, the judge. judge. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. And uh, he kept calling him Doc. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's right. Gonna, he did. Yeah, well, it's just, he kept doing it on accident and stuff, so they had to, you know, whatever. Did they edit that? I, I, I didn't notice it, but that's what it said. I don't know if they if they kept because that. Because I in. think he kept saying that. I did notice that. <laughs> that's funny. That is. Funny. I mean, so it's like uh, I don't know. Take that for what what you will. I guess hmm. uh, budget was around thirty million, and it basically just made its money back. I mean, I don't know how um, up to date the the numbers on Wikipedia are right now, but. Uh, um, that, that's basically what they had. It starred uh, Michael J. Fox as Frank Bannister, Trini Alvarado as Dr. Lucy Linsky, uh, Peter Dobson as Ray Linsky, one of my 
one of my favorite characters because this guy was an asshole. He yeah. kind of reminds me of someone. So now wait a second. This was this was Frank Bannister. Frank Bannister. Okay, so this is uh, this is the brother of the Incredible Hulk. Yes. Okay. And uh, the uh, you should that's just weird uh, family reunions. <laughs> it's got to be silly. I mean, one guy's talking to ghosts. The other guy's ready to kick your ass just for picking up the potato salad. <laughs> that is weird. Don't touch that. You you would like me when I'm angry. <laughs> you messing with the potato salad makes me angry. Uh, Jeffrey Combs uh, plays a freaking awesome character in Milton Dammer's uh, D. Wallace uh, played uh, Patricia Ann Bradley. Jake Busey played Johnny Bartlett. Two two episodes in a row where we've had a Busey in it. Yeah, well, and D. Wallace. Oh, that's true. She was in... Uh, I mean, wow. who would have ever thought that her career would have graced the presence of a podcast two episodes in a row? Wow. She, she should be really... <laughs> and she's like a fine wine because, man, she just got better looking with age. Until a certain point. I was just started joking, going down. Yeah, she definitely... Yeah, looks like a, <laughs> looks like a prune with a little bit of... Uh, like a, Easy, dude. Some sort of broom on, her, on her head. Ugh. Come on. All right, sorry. I love her for her insides. Not her guts. Have you like her. touched her insides? Uh, moving on. Uh, we actually have a couple of uh, other pretty famous people. Arlie Ermey shows up in a cameo as a, kind of a, the military ghost in uh, in the graveyard. And like we mentioned, John Aston plays the judge. Uh, synopsis, uh, after a car accident in which his wife Deborah was killed and he was injured, Frank Bannister developed psychic abilities allowing him to see, hear, and communicate with ghosts. Spoiler. Yeah, I don't know. After losing his wife, he then gave up his job as an architect, leaving his unfinished dream house sit in, sitting incomplete for years. And he put these skills to use, these new skills to use, by befriending a few ghosts and getting them to haunt houses in the area to drum up work for his ghostbusting business. And Frank proceeds to exercise the houses for a fee. But when he when he discovers that an entity resembling the Grim Reaper is killing people, marking numbers on their forehead beforehand, Frank tries to help these people. Whom the Reaper is after. Yeah, so, what'd you think? This this started out a little bit too clowny for me. Like, oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was going to be really good. I was really excited about it. I watched it because I'd never seen this before. And so, um, you know, just with uh, with with Cyrus and Stuart going back and forth. Cyrus Cyrus, oh. Cyrus was just a little bit overwhelming. Cyrus was uh, Cyrus was he was the seventies uh, disco black guy. Yeah. And I just, you very, know, what? very stereotypical. And, and it was way too stereotypical. Really? For me. Yeah. But, and so at the first, it kind of ruined a little bit. Uh-huh. But you know what? Then we started getting into the story of how this was going to go. Right. And I really started liking it. See, I, I didn't have that it. problem at all. And, yeah. Um, one thing, though, that does did, that did bother me, like I mentioned, was kind of the old CGI. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just so unfortunate that, uh, I mean, I probably saw this in 1996. And I don't remember if I thought that this was awesome or what. Mm-hmm. But now it's so hard to look back at that and you know not think to yourself sci-fi channel yeah. you know movie of the week. It looks like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Well, and and the thing is, is it's a this is not a dark movie, and right. I think that I don't think that the ghosts were very. I mean, obviously we have ghosts that are funny and hilarious mm-hmm. going around helping Frank. Um, but I mean, we have you know we have the evil ghost, but he's still it's still there's just nothing really that menacing about him, even though he is going around killing people. Yeah, I wouldn't really call this a, a scary movie. Yeah, I mean, right. it had ghosts in it and whatnot, but right. I, I think this was more, obviously more of a comedy, mm-hmm. presented more of a comedy than it was, um, you know, a straight up horror movie. Yeah. And you know what the thing is? Is I mean, I I can't complain about that because there are a lot of movies that uh, 
obviously aren't played for scares, even though they're they're maybe considered horror. Uh, for instance, uh, I watched The Monster Man the other day. You remember that one? I, I don't. Th- oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I freaking love that movie. And <laughs> it has the same thing. It's just there. It's just there's no darkness in it. Yeah, you know. Um, as far as um, when you watch this now, you have to look past the CGI. Mm-hmm. I mean, the problem with the CGI is is that it's going on in every part of the movie. Yeah. There, there's not like a heavy part, and then you know you kind of go through whatever. I mean, it's going through the whole thing. And before you sit down and watch this, you just need to kind of accept that it's it's not going to be great to today's standards. Mm-hmm. And whatever you know, but as far as the story goes, I really like the story. I th- and I mm-hmm. like Michael J. Fox. I like a lot of the characters that were in it. I mean, uh, basically, I th- I think that the, the 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 only thing that I really hated about this movie was the CGI. Did I mention that? I've only <laughs> said that like twenty times. Well, I think that the, the, you know Peter Jackson when when they did this. I mean, when he introduced it, he was talking about all his time that they spent into the CGI. Right. I really well, think they, that they really wanted to showcase that, and that they really felt like that was what was going to sell this movie. Well, in 1996, maybe that was, and maybe that's what it I was it. That's what I was going to say. And and you know what? At the time, it probably did. That everyone was like, "Wow, that's amazing! That looks so much better than that." Out that black outline crap that that we've seen, you know, right? And, and so, but but unfortunately, with with the technology that they that came up with, even for Lord of the Rings, five years later or whenever they started working on that, oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't remember. You exactly. know, it, it ended up being it just kind of fell short. Yeah, if you, Lord of the Rings standards. Was, was head and shoulders above that. I bet they yeah. didn't come out to like two thousand three or something though. Well, I think so, they, but they start. They filmed all three of them, and so they started early. Well, I, you, you could be right. I'm not. But, but I, but what I'm saying is, unfortunately, it just kind of falls short compared to standards that came out later. I mean, it's just like at the tail end of of uh, some of those fantasy movies. I, I always think back to like Never Ending Story and stuff uh-huh. like that, where it's just hokey stuff, and and you know some of those <laughs> say my name, Bastion, <laughs> and, and and they just kind of you know some of the practical effects in there were okay, but it just kind of fell short because of technology. Yeah, they, they were. You know direction. what? I am more I am more forgiving of a practical effect that falls flat than I am. Me too. With CGI, you know it's so funny because I mean, how many horror movies in the eighties did you watch where like the monster couldn't move its neck and it had its mouth open the whole time? Yeah, right. It couldn't open and shut its mouth because yeah. it was a mask. Right. I didn't care about that. Me neither. <clears throat> but this, this really, you know what? This, this really. It really got to me, but the things I remember it was it was that was the way. So when I went and watched this the other day, I felt like I could enjoy it. The thing is, is there are some excellent characters in this. Yeah. Um, basically, I mean, let's do a quick, just a, a short plot outline. Um, uh, you know, we mentioned how uh, you know Frank can see these ghosts, things like that. He, he has these uh, his ghost buddies. They go, they go, and they do this thing. They they meet all sorts of people. Uh, um, one of my favorite characters is kind of one that was uh, definitely a secondary character. Was uh, uh, how it happens is Frank always shows up at these uh, graveyards, and he's passing out his card, and he's a, he's basically a charlatan. I mean, mm-hmm. and that and that regardless of the, of the fact that he can see ghosts, he goes in and he dupes these people by sicking his friends on their house. Anyway, so one time he, he's he's driving on his way back from visiting a funeral, and I can't remember, but he he, he loses control of his car, <coughs> and uh, he runs into this guy's white picket fence out in front of his house, and uh, you know whatever the guy, the guy leaves, and, and coincidentally, this guy has a uh, 
uh, a haunting that night. So, of course, Frank left his card that day, earlier that day, to say, give me a call, I'll fix, it. I'll fix the fence and whatever. And, and, and magically, this guy needs his help that night. He says, okay, well, if you... Um, uh, if we can just forget about paying for the fence, I will, I will, you know, clean your house for free. Anyways, this introduced us to a couple of really cool characters. Uh, both of them were uh, the Linsky's Dr. Lucy Linsky, who actually um, worked with, um, uh, she was a doctor that made a house call to a, to, um, what's her name? Um, Patricia. Patricia. And, uh. And, and there was some going on with Patricia. Patricia lived with her her mother alone in a home, and uh, I thought that was Gary Oldman in Dracula. <laughs> in Dracula, yes, that could have been. <laughs> and uh, it, it, she makes a house visit to what seems like she's being beaten and abused by her mother. But uh, we find out later that there's a little bit more to that story. Um, anyway, um, the night that uh, before the the haunting started. She's actually watching a video. Uh, what's her name? Doctor Lucy Linsky is watching a video about the history of the town, and about how, <coughs> excuse me, about how um, this uh, serial killer named Johnny Bartlett went through the hospital, the local hospital, and just kind of went on a killing spree. And that this girl Patricia was involved, but she was a minor, so they didn't really get to the bottom of the story or anything like that. Anyhow, that that just kind of sets up the story. Her husband ends up, uh, Frank, okay, start off. Frank comes down, starts cleaning out the house. Now, what happens is, is Frank looks at uh, Ray and sees kind of a, a, an ethereal number in his, in his forehead. He, he doesn't really know what it is. He actually asks his uh, buddy Gus what that was. Well, it turns out the next day that Ray gets killed by uh, a heart attack. And what's been going on is that there's been a rash of heart attack. Excuse me, a, ra- a rash of heart attacks going on in this small town, and nobody can figure out what it is. I mean, uh, there's you know there's no disease or anything like that, but people keep dying from heart attacks. Make a long story short, basically those numbers are anyway. So basically, Frank can sees that number, and he ends up finding out that the people with that number are the next people to die. I don't. Do you, do you just want to tell them? What what happened with the uh, with the heart attacks and, and what was actually well yeah going that's on? I think that's you know that's fine um, so what what's going on is uh, death ends up killing these people and and since Frank can see what's going on he can see this hooded figure that comes in and, and really he you, you kind of get a sense that there's something else going on because the doctor comes in and says or no it's uh it's actually uh, oh what's his name Jeffrey Combs yeah Milton uh, whatever his last name is Dammer. Anyways, he says, well, you know what's weird about this is we're cutting them all open, and there's nothing wrong with their arteries. Right. So you kind of know that there's something else going on besides these heart attacks. And so Frank ends up witnessing this uh, scene in the bathroom where he sees this hooded figure reach into a guy's chest and take him down. So um, that's the, so he knows that there's something weird going on. And so then the mystery goes around who these people are. You know, all these characters you've been introduced to kind of fall into. They have their own place with, with how this goes. And you just you, you kind of know that there's this they, – they kind of set it up with the video that, that uh, right. the Dr. Lucy was, was watching with, with trying to keep score of how many people they've killed. And then you've got the numbers right. and stuff like that. So – but – you know, I, I really liked the, the, the story. I really liked the journey to get there. And, and this was a breath of fresh air 
that I, I, did, I watched this movie last because I hadn't seen it, but I'd seen mm-hmm. the other two. But it would have been really good to put that right in the middle of the other two because you have these two heavy stories on the outside. Right. And this one's just kind of a fun ride to go along, and, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. In, you know, one of my favorite things about this movie is, is uh, Jeffrey Combs comes in. Uh, he is supposedly uh, this kind of uh, specialized FBI agent that deals with cults and the supernatural, things like that. And he plays one of the oddest characters yeah. in any movie. For instance, he can't stand the he can't stand the sound of uh, a woman's scream. Uh, he he was talking about how he was embedded in these cults, yeah. you know, kind of going through the rituals with them to try to figure out. You know, what uh, the the funniest part that I thought was the funniest part of the whole show was when they introduce his character, and Lucy is sitting in the in the room, and it shows him he's outside, uh-huh. and it'll show like one eye as he's looking at her, All right. and then he kind of dodges out of the way and he comes in and he starts talking to her and she gets agitated like it shows him talking and then it shows her getting agitated mm-hmm. and they scroll back to him and he's dry heaving against the <laughs> yeah i thought that was so funny and then, he, and then he goes in he's like i can't handle the sound of women yelling or something but just him dry heaving and she's getting after him oh was yeah hilarious well in, in some of the stuff that he comes by later he has all these uh these hypotheses at one at one point, since Frank can see what's going on, he follows the you know death, and he, he so he's always kind of you know trying to save the people who death is going after. Basically, he so he's he's always at this place where people are dying, so obviously he's going to be a suspect. And uh, so Danvers ends up thinking that uh, that Michael J. Fox is killing these people with his minds. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you're trying to do it to me right now." <laughs> then he rips his shirt off. He's like, "You can't! I've got a lead breastplate." You know, and it's just it's it's just it's funny. Well, and it's the stuff that's <coughs> carved up on his chest at oh, the yeah, end. It's so. just, I mean, he looks like Hitler, anyways. Oh, and well, then you know, he meant to do that. Oh, did fact. he? He was he was uh, just a kind of. Uh, I can't remember exactly the reason for it, but he's like, you know what? I think I need to get this Hitler haircut because mm-hmm. I think it will kind of uh, give the this character kind of that national pride and and, mm. and doing what it takes, you know, and just kind yeah. of odd characterization already. Yeah. And he did a great job to finish that. In fact, uh, he he gets uh, he gets my awesome character award for Absolutely. this one, and I made it up just for him in this movie because he's hilarious. Yeah, it's good. He's definitely worth the watch. Just him and him himself. So. Yeah, uh, most definitely. I, you know, the thing is, is uh, the story is solid. The everything else is solid. The CGI is is lacking. However, it, I can I can look past that, and uh, you know, so I I, I I give this one a buy. I give it a buy too, and and really because I like all the characters. And 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 that's the thing. And. In my opinion, they didn't need as much CGI as, as it put in there. Mm-hmm. However, just like you said, I mean, maybe that's what they were really going for because of the timing and the, you know, and the, uh, almost the newness of this ki- uh, this mm-hmm. type of uh, computer generated images mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So. But the story carries itself. So I mean, I definitely think it's 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 one that you should have. Plus, it's a Peter Jackson horror movie. So right. I mean, you got to take that into well, account. Well, and, and I was this was rated R, but it, I mean, it was it was a pretty much. I mean, this is a pretty lighthearted thing. I don't think that uh, it's going to take a horror fan to enjoy this either. No. So, anyway. All right. So uh, no memory count on this. In fact, there was not one on any of these. They were all zeros oh, for you're every movie. Freaking right. But anyway, so what did I learn? There's such a thing as a weak rated R rating. Yeah. This was even though this was rated R. Did they drop any F bombs? I think I can't remember that they did, but I know that he mouthed one when he was uh 
driving with his wife when they were doing the flashbacks, but you didn't hear what they were talking about, but you could definitely tell he said an F word. Michael J. Fox said an F yeah. word? But but other than that, I mean, there was nothing in there. And then Gosh the, dang it, George, swear. The violence wasn't all that. I mean, no. you know, one guy gets his head blown off, but that was all CG. Yep. It just wasn't very over the top. Anyways, uh, Michael J. Fox loses fights to girls. <laughs> and Michael J. Fox has nine lives. Those are the three things I learned. Are you Not, saying he's a pussy? Yeah, pretty much. Like a kitty cat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who else said that? You make me sick. Get up. That's a dude from the Cialis commercials. <laughs> and then my kick to the balls award goes to Ray. Ray gets mine too. Because he called his wife a silly willy. He did not. What? Yes, he did. What a. You don't call your wife a silly willy. That are is you stupid. serious? Yeah, it's like right at the beginning. He's like, oh, you silly willy. I'm like, no, you are a douche just for that. Do you know why he gets my, do you know why he gets my kick in the balls why? award? Because as she's watching that video. About uh, you know Patricia and uh, Johnny Bartlett, the uh, serial killer that's in that, uh, played by uh, Jake Busey. Mm-hmm. Um, he's there on a rolling machine in front of the TV, and that would piss the shit out of me if I was trying to watch TV and there's some jackass on a rolling machine between me and the TV. <laughs> I like it. All right, and then uh, Michael J. Fox was in uh, Casualties of War with Sean Penn and Mystic River with Tim Robbins in Hudsucker Proxy with Bruce Campbell. Wow, way to go, man. I did that from memory. That was quick and easy. I didn't easy. have to check on that because Re- I knew that. Really? I'm so damn good at that. Sweet. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> Be right back. Faulkner, Faulkner, Steinbeck, Steinbeck, Hemingway, Hemingway, Calder? Robert Calder wanted nothing more than to be counted among literature's heavyweights. Only problem was, he didn't have any talent. But, waking in the hospital after a near-fatal car crash, he discovers that he now has the ability to write better than he could have ever dreamed. As he lands a publishing contract, the big checks start rolling in and he hits the bestseller list. He understands just what a gift he has received. But when the horrors of his novel start to become a reality, he fears his gift is the ultimate curse. And Robert finds out why they always say it's deadly at the top. Bestseller the podcast version novel written and read by Keith Latch is now available on iTunes. The novel is also available as a trade paperback. Order your signed copy now at www.keithlatch.com.
Talking about uh, the devil's backbone. Un evento terrible condenado a repetirse una y otra vez. Quedan diez lingotes más. No tienen padres. No tienen a nadie. Están desesperados de hambre. Mira cómo coman. Quedas ahí abajo. Algo muerto que parece por momentos vivo aún. Un granito de fuerza. Un granito de fuerza. Un sentimiento suspendido en el tiempo. El fantasma dónde está. Llegó con la bomba. Como un insecto atrapado en ámbar. Vivís siempre pensando que había un tiempo después. No hay más tiempo, Carlos. No hay un después. You know, and, and typically we save the best for last, and I don't think that Recycle is necessarily the best, mm-hmm. but I think Recycle, there, there's a shitload to talk about, so we're, we'll save that one for last. Anyways, uh, Devil's Backbone uh, came out in 2001. IMDb gave it a guess. I'm going to say 7.6. Oh my, you saw it. No, I didn't. Wow. Was that right? You nailed it. Dang it. Night, way to go, man. Uh, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Who uh, we all know and love from the Hellboy series. Uh, and The Strain. The Strain? The oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, also, he was he uh, directed Pan's Labyrinth. For some reason, I can only remember the Spanish name, El Fauno. Oh, that's, that's right. That's anyway. And then uh, he also Kronos. did my favorite Blade. Blade uh, flick, uh, Blade 2 with uh, Nomac. Remember the Reaper? Reaper oh, vampire? yeah. Freaking love that. And you mentioned Kronos. Kronos. But you know what? I can't find a copy of Kronos in English. Well, brother, all you have to do is ask. Is ask. Damn it. Right. I need to. All right, cool, man. Um, it was written by Antonio Trashoras and Guillermo del Toro. The budget was uh, $4.5 million. It grossed almost $6.5 million. Uh, you know, this was kind of an indie, indie thing for, for Guillermo. Uh, he filmed it in uh, Spain and in Mexico. And uh, won a bunch of awards, things like that. And uh, to me, the the first thing, the thing that stands out to me is that uh, it was a, a very genuine movie. And it, it was very, uh, it's hard to really describe, but it seemed to have a lot of integrity. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it, was, it, it was earthy. I mean, all the characters. Yeah, it was really it was, real. It was, the characters had real struggles, real stories. There wasn't anything outlandish about anything going right. on. I mean, everybody just kind of acted like 
you would think they would in that situation. Absolutely. Um, and so when I when I look at it, it made almost six point. It, it only made six point five million. And again, this is based on Wikipedia, and I, I'm sure that they don't update that daily. You know, because I'm sure like five people bought that DVD yesterday somewhere yeah. in the world, right? Well, but you know what I mean. And selfishly, this is one of those hidden treasures. It's like you know what, I like being one of the few that know about this movie. You kidding me? Because this, this movie is awesome. Dude, you should be an evangelist for this type well, of stuff. Well, and that's what I mean. But but at the same time, I really wish everybody would watch it. But it's kind of like, you know, it's, it, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. But, awesome. But uh, uh, when I get on comment boards, like on political comment boards or whatever, my screen name is John Galt. Do you know where that comes from? No. John Galt is a character in an Anne Rand novel called Atlas Shrugged, which is my all-time favorite book, Atlas Shrugged. It's not a horror novel, but it's what? It's it's an excellent, excellent book. But John Galt is this uh, mastermind that that ends up ends up doing some things. Anyways, I don't want to get into it. Other <laughs> than one of the questions that comes up in the book is who is John Galt anyway? So there's this little club that when anybody sees John Galt, you know exactly what. I'm talking about, uh-huh. and you know exactly what my beliefs are. You know, I mean, you really, you, you pretty much know if if if, if someone uses that that terminology, uh-huh. you're like in a little club. And so I kind of liken the devil's back backbone to that. It's like, I man, see. I enjoy being in this little club of people who know that this movie exists because it is an excellent movie, and it's just one of those hidden treasures. So at the same time, I wish everybody to go watch it, but I kind of like being in a little club that knows about it. Wow. I'm a douche. Well, no, I just say <laughs> you must be torn on the inside. <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it starred uh, Marisa. Per- oh, I'm going to butcher these names yeah, and for the next that. damn one too. Uh, Marisa Paredes as Carmen, Eduardo Noriega as Jacinto, uh, Federico Lupi as Doctor Casares, Fernando Tielv as Carlos, Inigo. Garces is you thought I was gonna say Montoya. Inigo Garces is Jaime and Irene Vicedo as Conchita. Synopsis. This is kind of a longer synopsis, so bear with me. Uh, it is 1939, at the end of the three years of a bloody civil war in Spain, and General Franco's right-wing nationalists are poised to defeat the left-wing Republican forces. A ten-year-old boy named Carlos, the son of the fall, uh, son of a fallen Republican war hero, was left by his tutor in an orphanage in the middle of nowhere. What's with this guy in an orphans? Loves it. Even though he only produced El Orfante. <laughs> anyway, so up mine. Um, the orphanage is run by a curt but considerate headmistress named Carmen and a kindly professor, Casares, both of whom are sympathetic to the doomed Republican cause. Despite their concern for him and his gradual triumph over the usual schoolhouse bully, Carlos never feels quite uh, completely comfortable in his new environment. First of all, there was that initial encounter with the orphanage's nasty caretaker, Jacinto, who reacts even more violently when anyone is caught looking around a particular storage room, um, the one with the deep well. Second, and more inexplicable, is the presence of a ghost one of the former occupants of the orphanage named Santi. Not long after Carlos' arrival, Santi latches onto Carlos, badgering him incessantly at night and gloomily intoning, Many of you will die. As if it wasn't enough to keep in the, the orphanage, an orphanage's occupants in an unrelenting state of terror, there's an unexploded bomb that dominates the orphanage's courtyard, still ticking away. With the orphanage left defenseless by its isolation and the swift progression of Franco's troops, 
The ghost's predictions seem depressingly accurate. Nevertheless, with every step of the plot, it becomes apparent that the ghost's predictions as to who or what will die, the real source of danger, and even definition of death itself, may be more ambiguous than first thought. That was pretty good. That was a... Yeah, I didn't write that. I know, but I'm just saying, usually those guys are dickheads oh, and yeah. put those on there, but that was actually pretty good. You know, and this actually does a freaking great job of giving you uh, the overlay of the story mm-hmm. without giving anything away yeah. and without, um, uh, you know, also being a douchebag, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. and I honestly, with this one, I don't, I don't really want to go too much more into detail as far as uh, running down the plot, just because, again, mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is, uh, this is still somewhat of a of a mystery because there's a ghost, and I don't I I would almost put this in the same category as a movie like Stir of Echoes because it but it's not quite as blatant, mm-hmm. and we don't we also don't get to see the you know the the happy ending yeah garbage or whatever yeah. not garbage you know what I mean though. yeah um, the first thing that stands out to this movie for this movie for me and I've seen this before but I just I just watched it again today. It seems like I had a, a completely different experience watching it the first time than I did today. Um, the first thing being just the um, a ghost story set in one of the most bleak environments possible. First of all, you have this this orphanage in the freaking middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They're struggling for food. They're struggling for uh, other resources like that. For instance, uh, Carlos shows up. And he has a, uh, a piece of soap that has to last him a year. Yeah. And, I mean, it's maybe the size of two or three, uh, uh, you know, just regular pieces of soap, but a freaking year. Um, yeah. They're basically impoverished. They do what they can to um, to get by. You, you, you do have the, the really caring uh, orphanage heads. I, I, I don't really know what they do. They run the place. Um, but the thing is, is, is this, I mean, this is just a bleak setting for a very bleak story. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. What did you think? Well, I thought it was good because they really did a good job intertwining the time period, the war that was going on. You know, you knew that there were political sides, but you didn't have to get into the specifics of what they they believed. They didn't go into that at all, which which I was afraid. And I remember being afraid the first time I saw this thinking, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, because I don't watch any movies with political messages. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> well, and, but you know, but but the chance you take when there are political messages that you piss people off. Right. And this one where they talked about—I don't think he avoided it because he didn't want to piss people off. Though I think I think he it was just this setting. I think yeah. that I think that actually helped to kind of um, just the the desperation mm-hmm. and, and, and just set that. Set the tone for that. Well, and I think that, but they mentioned the different groups, what they were called. I think was it the separatists or the statesmen or something. I don't remember. To where, you know, you knew that there were these two different groups, but, you know, and you knew there was a struggle going on and that they were kind of caught up in that and there was a cause. And that really set the tone for the rest. The thing is, is this is, I mean, obviously this is a different culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is uh, taking place in Spain. And so it's, it's obviously... Uh, a different thing, and we didn't. You know, they they said like like for instance in the in the um, uh, synopsis here, it said uh, you know the fallen Republican war hero, you know the uh, the leftists things like that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they never sit there and say, okay, well, well, at this time in, in this situation, this is what they believed, yeah. and they were right or right. whatever. They right. basically just said, listen, this is what's going on, you know. I you know they they did uh, it, it was I don't know if it was mentioned or if it was just kind of inferred that uh, that 
that uh, the two people who ran the orphanage were kind of going for the underdogs because they, they think the underdogs are the good people. They didn't sit there and, and preach yeah. to us about anything right. like that. Right. Which really bothers me. And who was it? Richard in Michigan who said that uh, Homecoming is the worst uh, masses of horror. <laughs> and it is. I still haven't seen that. It's, don't, don't even bother. Really? And honestly. I feel so, like I have to now that everybody says it say, sucks. Saying it's the worst masters of horror is really saying something in the first place because there are a lot of really shitty ones. Mm. But the whole political message and just the heavy-handedness that it's uh, force-fed to us yeah. is, is just too much. Too right. much to make it enjoyable as a horror mm-hmm. movie. Well, and along with this, I really liked Santi. I liked his – the ghost was oh, – he yeah. was creepy. I mean, they did a good job where, you, you know, he had these black eyes. He, you could see there were some little floaty things, so he's kind of, uh, you know – It was like he was in perpetual water. Yeah, and, and and so you knew there was something going on there. And then they, they had like the – almost like he was an x-ray. You could see his ribs yeah. and his, his legs, and you could see the bones in there. And he just – he did a good job of, of having the right looks on his face. One of the notes that I took on this was that the kids that acted in this did such a good job. Oh, to absolutely really just believable. Play the parts, you know. You have this one kid. You don't, you don't know what's going on. You don't know how this is going to end. And so you have these preconceived notions. But at the same time, I, I felt like I couldn't – I didn't hate anybody. No, even the, even the, the, the bully. Yeah. Yeah, and so because I, I liked it. I, I, I thought that too. I, I in the beginning I thought you were supposed to hate that yeah. because he was so he's bit. But the thing is, is he was he's such a dick. But it turns out that he's just this bitter, scared kid. Yeah, you just know? like they all would be in that. So you know, you have this bomb that gets dropped in the middle of the courtyard. The you don't know if it's going to go off. All of your your parents are dead. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, right. you're hearing about these these wars. There's planes flying over. Of course, they're going to be scared. And and then and then to find out that there's there's these other secrets that go on there and other things that these kids are carrying around. It just, right. I mean, you really feel for these characters. And and man, you know the way they come together at the end, and it's just, it was just, it was fantastic. I just, I enjoyed this movie a lot. You know, to get back to the design of Santi too. This came out in two thousand one, mm-hmm. which was five years after uh, Frighteners came out. Right. And and Santi was all. Enhanced with CG, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously, this is five years later, and a lot of technology technology can improve a shitload in five years. Well, but but budget too. I mean, this is a low lower budget, four point five million. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, I I don't really know. I, I I'm sitting here thinking it's only it's five years. It's not that much difference. But I mean, you can make a lot of technology becomes cheap. You know, uh, like right now, if if you go buy something that was five grand last year, or sorry, five years ago, you're going to get it for really cheap. TVs. But the th- yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is they didn't overuse it. They, I don't think I, they may have used some uh, practical effects. In fact, I know they did. I mean, obviously they they had makeup on the kid, even though they kind of mm-hmm. washed it out with CGI. Uh, he was wearing contact lenses, or mm-hmm. he just had these really creepy. It was a great design uh one thing i liked is we uh you know that somehow when he died he hit his head yeah because the whole time he's just kind of bleeding out of his head and yeah. it's kind of going up as if it were he were underwater like yeah. but you know there's a lot going on in this story most of, like 90 percent of this movie is just kind of a movie about the struggle of these people that are hat that that are going in, you know, going through these uh, trials that they're going through. And the thing is, is I bet you th- this movie would have been good if they if they never added the the whole ghost angle. Yeah, you know, to be honest right. with you, 
I, yeah. you know, the the ghost angle. Whereas I wouldn't say it's 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 hackneyed on or anything like that. I just I think the movie would. Of course, I wouldn't have watched it if there wasn't a ghost in it because I'm mm-hmm. only watch horror movies, right? But but uh, I, I think that it would have been a good, powerful, you know, me, uh, meaningful story to. Uh, you know, w- without that whole angle. Yeah, you know, and I, I really get into it, but there's one part in the movie that just hurts. At, both times that I've watched this now, just hurts so bad. When they're when they're trying to get out of the room and the kid drops down and lands and twists his ankle. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just ache. I mean, that <laughs> looks so real. And when he twists his ankle, oh, man, that just that just hurts me so bad. <laughs> I, had to, I had to tell you that because it just hurts. No, but yeah, I'm with you. I liked I liked all the characters. Uh, even the bad guys played good bad guys. Um, you know, Del Toro does. You know, he what he touches turns to gold. So far, I mean, I'd be interested to see if there is anything that has been shit that that guy's put out because you talk about you know Hellboy. You know, those what? are weird. I've got to make a confession. Uh huh. I wasn't the biggest fan of Pan's Labyrinth. Okay, I didn't dislike it. Uh huh. But I just kind of, I found myself kind of being bored. Really? And honestly, in The Devil's Re... Or not The Devil's Rejects, so The Devil's Backbone, there were parts where it was it was good, and <clears throat> I don't... And I, I was totally into it, and, but I, I think the... And, and tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. I think the ending, to me, wasn't kind of... I don't think did the rest of the movie justice. In Pan's Labyrinth? No, no, no. Oh, in, in this, in this one? one? Pan's Labyrinth just was kind of a little bit boring to me. And I need to go back and watch that again. I, I haven't seen that, that in was, years, that and I'm going to get slaughtered because I remember how I got slaughtered because I didn't because we remember we didn't like uh, what was that movie? Let the right one in very much. Oh yeah, I kind of got the same feeling that it was just uh, that it you know it's for with Patton's Labyrinth is I just it was just kind of a struggle to get through it, mm-hmm. um, but. I did end up liking Pan's Labyrinth. I, if we were to, to review it, I mean, I would, you know, I would say buy it definitely. Yeah. But there were there were just some slow parts. Of me and uh-huh. and uh, not the Devil's Rejects or Devil's <laughs> Backbone. Not that it was slow and not that it was boring because it wasn't. I would, I just had such high hopes for the end, mm-hmm. and they just it it just didn't quite deliver for me. Yeah. However, the rest of the movie, it, it was it was. Uh, I I mean it wasn't flawless I guess but I mean I was really into it and it's mm-hmm. almost like you forget you're watching a movie yeah you know and then until the end to me and then I was right. just like oh damn it well we didn't talk about where Devil's Backbone came from did we the name no of it? it's uh, actually came from uh, spinal bifida yeah which is a disgusting disease like what was it the doctor there had some uh, babies I don't know if they were. Uh, if they lived and had died, I assume they did, or if they were stillborn or whatever. But the actual backbone was exposed. Mm-hmm. Now, why did why did they call the movie The Devil's Backbone? Why did that have to? What, what you know, that's an, it. It may be really deep, but you know, this guy talked about that there was the, the reason why they, that he had that. He put alcohol on it, and they believed that it cured a whole bunch of stuff. All right. And I wonder if you know you're curing. It could be the soul, or I don't know something. What it was, something but, deep. You know, I, hear where, I see where you're going with that. Plus, it's a little scary for a name. <laughs> you're going to get people's attention. With, that's what true. the hell? Devil's backbone. Where is that going to come from? That's true, man. So it's it's kind of interesting that way. Um, you know. So what do you give it? I give it a bone saw. Yeah, I I give it a buy. I mean, I could see why you do that. I just I was just so bummed with the ending. And the thing is, the first time I watched it, I was I was I was like almost. I was like shocked at how good it was, mm-hmm. 
But this time when I watched it, I was just like, oh, that's right. It, you know. I mean, it's kind of a depressing ending, but I didn't mind the ending. It well, didn't. It no, didn't. Well, it didn't disappoint me. I don't think me. the ending was yeah. was depressing. I just think it. I, I wish they would have made it as poignant as the rest of the movie. Yeah. And that's all. I'm not trying to. At least they it. resolved it, which is. No, oh, yeah, that's true. So no, that's good. So and it was good because there is some uh, justice handed out. Yeah. And freaking cool, man. Yep. Working together. <laughs> all right, so there's no mammary count. Yep. And what well, the- you know what? That's kind of a good thing. Because um, the there was there's only two girls in the whole movie. One was the the one mm-hmm. um, Conchita. Yeah, she was cute. Yeah, but uh, but I was thinking that we'd probably get one from the one legged old lady first before we would get one from Conchita. Yeah, so. which yeah, but that that would have been bad. Yeah, but we did get to see uh, we did get to see a half a leg. That was pretty solid. I like that. Uh, what did what? I learn? What What does that even mean, man? I don't man? know, because I, I always hate to see injuries like that. It just kind of <laughs> creeps me out. Uh, there are such things as sh- snot marbles. That oh, was yeah, disgusting. That's that was really, really gross. gross. And then nothing says, hey, kids, there's hope, like a bloody crucified Jesus statue in the courtyard. No, that was like, why are we putting that up, man? That's depressing. But, uh, you, know, know. you know what's really depressing is, is having to make toys out of boogers. <laughs> Pretty. Hey, well, let's That's trade. Bad, I'll trade you for a comic book. This is a snot burger. He worked on it for six months. That's Mud and boogers. That's all it is. Gross. Gross. Who else said that? No one's ever been caught, you bastard. That was uh, me to Mike after he told me it was all right to jerk it at work. <laughs> <laughs> and then, are you the one who sighs? He go. Are, are you the one who sighs? Do you live down there? And that's Jamie Lee Curtis to her dick. <laughs> And uh, uh, kick to the balls, Yacinto for cutting a little kid. That pissed me off. Yeah. And then I have another one, the schoolmaster, Dr. Casares. Yeah. For talking about ED with a 13-year-old kid. He did. He did. Dude, come on. You know what? You can't do that shit in America. <laughs> Maybe uh, it's all right in Spain. It's okay in 1939. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, that was all right. My kick in the balls is a double kick in the balls. Um, <laughs> Jacinto kind of worked with two guys. One was called Pig, and the other guy, I don't know his name. But I give the kick in the balls to those two for letting Jacinto be the leader of their little group because Jacinto was an a-hole, and uh, I didn't think he really was uh, evil genius uh, material. So there you go. Nice. And then a six degrees, Eduardo Noriega, who played Jacinto, mm-hmm. was in Vantage Point. Which really? was, was pretty recent, and uh-huh. I once I realized that I'm like, oh yeah, he was the boyfriend there of of one of the I've never seen the it. main girl uh, with Dennis Quaid, who was in uh, Any Given Sunday with James Woods, who was in The Virgin Suicides with Kirsten Dunst, who was in Spider Man with Bruce Campbell. The Obscure '80s Rewind, the show that talks about all that bizarre, over the top, and sometimes crappy. <coughs> they call me Bruce. Stuff. You tried to forget about the 80s. You can check us out online at www.obscure80s.com. And yes, people, it's on new topics. And right now we're having a totally awesome contest. That's right. (laughs) Go to the site or listen to the show for details on how you, yes, you, no, not you, but you, listener, could win an autographed picture of the mistress of the darker self, Elvira. And the picture is hot. <laughs> That's obscure80s.com, your source for nostalgia. 
Sausages? Your source for sausage? Kind of is. So we're back to do our final movie discussion on yes. Guaqui. I can't remember what it is. But we but we talked about how we're going to go about this. Yeah, we and here's how we're going to do it. We're going to talk about the movie in and of itself, but then there is a bombshell dropped at the end of this <laughs> that if you know it before that before you've seen it, it'll ruin the. Uh, well, I don't. It'll it'll basically just kind of the impact won't be as great, right? And so we're going to get a spoiler alert, and most of our spoiler alerts are almost like fake, but... Uh, this is a real this one. Is I a think re- we did the same... Did we do the same thing for Old Boy? There was another movie where we're like, no, seriously, Could be. you need to turn this off right now and go watch the movie. Yeah, because I could see Old Boy wouldn't even be that cool if you didn't, no. if you already knew what was right. going on at the end. But it'd be fun to go watch again after you've watched it and then... Because you'll remember the feeling. Like, what the... He ate that octopus while I was alive? Damn oh my it. gosh, that was, that was rude. I am... A PETA member. That's right. So we'll no, we'll, we'll make a comment about stop the podcast, fast forward till you till you hear music or something. Yeah, we'll we'll play. Uh, we'll, we'll do something. And then, but and then and then, please go watch it because if you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. I don't know. I haven't read any of the mess. Excuse me, message boards or anything like that. But I I can just imagine mm-hmm. what they're going like. Well, and I just read them on IMDb and. Oh, did you? Were they pretty? Well, you had some people talking about that. This, I can't even. IMDb has some of about. the stupidest assholes. Well, that's on. part of the problem. Is I didn't go anywhere else. But there's some people that say this is what it's about, and then someone else is like that's not what it's about. It's about this. And is there a lot of name calling? No, nah, no name. That's calling. my favorite thing on IMDb. You're that stupid happens. dumbass. Oh, you know what? Something like you know what? That, that that's exactly right. Unless you, if you have your head up your ass, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I'm so clever. What a bitch. 
All right, let's just let's get into right. it. Uh, okay, this was also a kind of an indie type of deal. Uh, won a bunch of awards um, in uh, a bunch of different. Uh, I guess I could have wrote this shit down, but what are you gonna do? In a bunch of uh, film festivals, uh, titles Recycle came out in two thousand six. IMDb gave it a 6.0. I th- I think that that's 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 actually higher than I would have guessed just because of the subject matter and, mm-hmm. and what we've been talking. Well, about. and subtitles too. I mean, you got people that no, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know if that affects. I think somebody who's going to watch this and who's going to, um, you know, go and rate it. I don't think there's anybody that's who don't watch a movie don't won't watch a movie if this is going to go rate. That's it a good point. That's I, a anyway, good point. Anyway, whatever. Um, it was directed by the Payne brothers who. Uh, um, have done a lot of uh, movies that you've probably actually heard of. Um, they did the the Chinese version of the Eye, mm-hmm. which was freaking awesome. Really, it was awesome. I need to go see the that. Eye. The the Eye with Jessica Alba blows I my balls. Seen, I didn't that see one, that either. Don't even okay, bother I watching watch that. One. I you know what? And I usually don't like bash on movies because you know what? If I would have seen that one and not the Chinese one, that'd probably been like average. Okay, mm-hmm. but the but the Chinese version of the Eye was. Fantastic! Okay. All right, I love that I'm one. Check that out. So, it, 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 I mean, there's just no comparison between the two, in my opinion. Uh, he they also directed uh, uh, Bangkok Dangerous, the original and the remake. Oh. Um, their names are Danny Peng and Oxide Peng Chun. Oxide. I, That's a weird name. Yeah, whatever. Dude, <laughs> uh, it was written by Cub Chin and Sam Lung. I'm sure it's that's not how it is uh, um, pronounced. I think you say Sam Lung and 
Did I ever something else? I ever tell you my the first my, my my uh, story about uh, we hired a Chinese guy where we were working. He said his name was Jeon. Oh yeah. And I said, oh okay, so it's Jeon. He goes, no, it's Jeon. <laughs> well, Jeon. So no. Anyways, that was that was just a big big freak. Well, I only found out. I found out probably four years ago that they say their last names first. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Until about four years ago. Yao is Ming's for his last name. Yao's That's right. Yep. It's, yep, it's Ming Yao, if, if you want to be correct. Anyways. Well, not correct, just if you want to say it in the... Which makes sense, dude. Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, starring Angelica Lee as Tsui Ting Ying. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to try. I think it's Ting Ying, isn't it? Ting, I don't know. They kept saying it at the end. Say yeah. Ting Ying. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is they're, the way they speak is so much yeah. soft. It's like the way they were talking is softer. And, and just they use different noises that mm-hmm. we I just don't make mm-hmm. when I talk. You know, so I, I'm not even going to try. Um, let's see. Vrywan Jawasing <coughs> played Yuckling. Siu Ming Lao played Old Man. And Yaki Zeng played Ting Yu. And the funny thing is, is if they hadn't said Ting Yu and Tsui Ting Yin throughout the whole movie, I wouldn't have even known that that was their names. Because yeah. I am terrible at names in Asian movies. Uh, synopsis. After writing three bestsellers about love a uh, love story based on her own experiences, the successful writer Tsui Ying Ting Yin is uh, without inspiration having difficulties to write her new novel in the horror genre entitled Recycle. While drafting the text, spooky events happen at her apartment and her former boyfriend of eight years ago visits her after his uh, divorce, proposing to Tsui. When Tsui sees the supernatural long-haired character of her, the long-haired character of her book, she follows him and is trapped in this world of terror. But she is saved by the young Ting Yu who discloses a secret about her to Tsui. By the way, that was... That was I don't really know how else you would make a... Uh, a synopsis for this movie, but that... That was a pretty that, good job. Well, no, what, what I'm saying is, is that doesn't even prepare you for what you're about to see. That's right. That sounds like a pretty fairly standard Asian horror. You'd be like, I've seen that a million times. What are you talking about? Dude, and there's... Before we get started talking about this movie, there was one part of this movie that scared the shit... Really? ...out of me. I was watching it late at night, and I was dozing in and out. Yeah. And I was watching it, and I had headphones on, and I was I was just you know on on the big screen, whatever. And I had my headphones on. And I'm sitting there. All of a sudden, I heard the most terrifying sound that I have ever heard. I looked at the TV, and there's this like monster with this like with this white face, and it was like kind of melted off. And you know, there was uh, like she had long black hair, and uh, I can't remember exactly what part of the movie it was because I just woke up. But it scared the shit out of me. Really, I like got the chills and I like looked around. I, I was half, I was halfway conscious at the time. But man, that was it was a freaky visual. But the visual plus the, the uh, the sound was like. In fact, you wow. know what's funny is I started I watched I started watching this the first time. Um, I I don't know why, but I I was really busy this week and I didn't have time to watch movies at like normal hours. Mm-hmm. So I always started them really late. And the first time I started watching this, I watched it just with the subtitles, and the and the sound was completely off. Well, that was a mistake because the soundscape and the just the sign of the, the just the just all the sounds in this movie once it turns into this fantasy horror area were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so if, if you anybody's thinking about doing that, do not do it because you will miss out on I, – I actually started it over because I wanted to get the whole thing. Yeah, it's they do a good job with all that. Uh, I don't know. Why, why, don't you, why don't you just go ahead and give us some of your initial thoughts? Well, when I first started watching this, it was kind of boring at the first. You know, you've got the well, long-haired Asian something or other in the apartment that's chasing her around and she's finding long pubes on her. <laughs> freaking well, counter dude, if those were pubes, they'd be tripping on them. How gross. <laughs> That's a seriously huge jellyfish. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, you're kind of like, I wonder what's going to happen here. This is, I mean, I, I watched it, didn't know anything about it, obviously. And then it gets into this, all of a sudden, like about a half an hour in, after they kind of set this thing up, it, it gets into this really bizarre, weird shit. Like, almost like nightmare stuff. Like, dude. Just weird stuff. Some of the trippiest stuff in the wor- that I've ever seen. Yeah, and you come to find out that, you know, basically she enters this world. And she's like, what the hell is this place? So there's, right. like, broken down windows. And, uh, you know, you see this almost like a, an amusement ride up above her head that's going back like and a, forth. Like the, what, what's that the called? The tidal wave. Tidal wave. Lagoon. It's, it's like this thing going above her head. And then she meets this guy, this old man, and there's like, what is this place? He's like, you don't belong here. And then right. all of a sudden starts falling apart. And you're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and there's these scary people all over the place and faceless people. Like, the really creepy part, all these bodies fall out of the sky. I land know. on the ground, splat. And you're like, holy shit. And they just are twitching a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden they get up and they start walking around like and going after. And oh, yeah. Oh. So really fascinating. And you're just thinking, what? This movie just took a weird turn. <laughs> Well, you come to find out as she's visiting these, like she'll just appear at these different places within the within the movie, these different scenes that are just kind of a stark contrast, and you come to find out that this is this is like a recycling of ideas. Anything that any idea that has been thought of or abandoned comes to this place, right? And it, it exists for a little bit, but then it goes away as as it's being recycled or or, or being used. Yeah. Well, and, and so you just never know what's coming or going. And it never really it tells you exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. I, you, I mean, you get a good idea of what it is. But, I mean, it, it, I think it leaves a, a lot open to interpretation mm-hmm. as far as uh, what exactly it means to be recycled yeah. and, and, and yeah, things yeah. like that. I mean, you're, they, don't, they don't pull a haunting in Connecticut uh, part no. for the dumbasses. No, know? but they, they do tell you that it's a place for abandoned ideas and things like that. But you're right. It doesn't. The thing is, I don't think that – I think that adds a little bit to the mystery – and kind of the intrigue of the whole place because, yeah. I mean, you know, and tell me if you think this is stupid, but uh, um, I wrote it down that this kind of worked out like it was a video game. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, uh, okay, so you, 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 you go into this fantasy world. Mm-hmm. And by the way, and there were so many, like, uh, like monster designs, uh, a lot of ghostly type things mm-hmm. that were just out of this world, yeah. and that just uh, something things that, that I have never seen before. And there were a couple of spots where kind of the CG was a little bit sketchy, but I mean not like frightener sketchy. Mm-hmm. But like for instance, there was these really long necked dudes, yeah. and, which were kind of corny looking. But you know what? That was just a one thing out of. You know all this, but stuff what? That's going but that was bizarre to me. I mean, it was oh, bizarre it, it, to the point totally bizarre. where it really it kind of that was to me when I saw those things walking at her because uh-huh. they're hanging in the tree and right. she's walking through the forest, and then they get down and they're walking towards her, and they've got these stretched necks. And you're like, that is creepy it because is those guys have been hanging in the tree from their necks, and that's how they died. And and they're just kind of slowly walking up, and then all of a sudden they they growl yeah. at her. 
And then and, and the then, sounds oh, the sound gets you, man. It does get you. And then and then the little girl shows up and, and they kind of scatter like spiders well, or something. Well, what are they trying to do? The, the, the girl shows up and says that that I need to take uh, the, the 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 writers like I how do I get out of here? And the girl yeah. like, well, I need to take you to a certain place, and I can't remember what that it's was. The called. Uh, transit. The transit. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so here's here's my video game angle. Okay? Mm-hmm. So she she gets taken into this fantasy world, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, first you know first of all she hits the playground of the damned. Is somebody you know, and then she goes through that part. She peruses through it, and then she goes to the forest of hang. Mm-hmm. You know, and goes through and get fights all those mon. Not really fights them, mm-hmm. but you know makes her way through. Uh, goes to the goes to the toy ruin, which I think mm-hmm. is the uh, uh, what it's hard to describe. But then it goes to the city of books, then the ghost bridge, and then the embryo tunnel, which was a giant mm-hmm. v- v- vaginal. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, what do you call it? Like uh, tunnel yeah. with a bunch of uh, uh, giant uterus. Uh, bunch of dead embryos in there yeah. and uh, all just like freaky embryos yeah. um, and then there was the water board and then uh, there was the fire board and then it, there was the cat I'm kidding that was Mario Brothers <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, no, but you know all in this way to try to get back to the transit yeah you know but the but and, and so it was kind of it, it was and just like you said the the contrast was was so apparent between mm-hmm. the, it's like you knew when she like stepped over the threshold into the new world, yeah. But then she's all of a sudden in this new world. There's no, there's not like a doorway necessarily. Well, it, it, there was in the in the uterus. Well, no, but there, but there also. It, did, did you notice that like the screen kind of went black? A little yeah, bit, you know. Yeah. So, so I mean, there was definite separation. But no, that's I, there are separations. What right. I'm saying is, she's not stepping out of a doorway into. Oh, no. or could go back to the previous. Right. She's just all of a sudden in a I'm new. I'm just saying, in Mario area. Brothers, you can't go back either. Hey, that, you can warp back and forth. Only can't in you? number three. Oh yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> Anyways, l- listen, I don't mean to demean the movie by no, by by just basically saying that it's a video game or whatever. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. But you're right because there's these different levels she has to pass. Exactly. Yeah, and you know maybe she learns something at each level. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I didn't really. I I thought I had that thought as I was watching it, and I, you know maybe we got into the second or third place. But I'm like, well, trying to figure out what lesson she would have learned and i couldn't really think of anything i mean there were things along the way that had some kind of significance yeah um for instance uh uh you know uh, one thing that 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 i want to bring up now but it really has to do with um with uh, what we're going to be talking about later the part that uh, you should not listen to unless you've seen the movie is you know a lot about her like the, those that have passed on yeah and, and things like that and yeah you know paying your respects paying your respects things yeah. like that your ancestors i assume yeah and whatever but anyways as far as <clears throat> that that part is concerned it's wild mm-hmm. it's it's unlike any movie that i have ever seen yeah. before um I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think that necessarily on its own makes this a freaking awesome movie. Right. I don't necessarily. I I, I don't necessarily think that this is one of the great, yeah. great Asian movies. Yeah. However, I'm glad I saw it because it's it's just it's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I can write down on my notes, giant vagina cavern with aborted fetuses. <laughs> <laughs> that is freaking awesome. Oh yeah. You know, at the end. Okay, Basically, and this is not a happy, 
light movie. It's it's not at all. I mean, there are themes throughout the the whole movie um, that are really kind of dark and depressing. Um, what, what do we have? We have like love lost, mm-hmm. um, consequences of your choices that you make in your life. You know, and it's in it. I I think that it's one of the most unique ways of presenting kind of those thematic elements yeah. that I that I've ever seen. Yeah, but I don't know. No, I I agree, and 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 that's the thing is you know when the end happens, and you've got a couple of twists there. They hit home. I mean, I mean, right. the message is sent across loud and clear as to what they were trying to what they were trying to do, and and the feelings that they were trying to convey. I think, I think. Okay. Now, now, right. some people on on boards would disagree with me, saying that it was a complete really? waste of time, and that that, yeah. that nobody was really? developed, no, the characters weren't developed, relationships weren't developed, and so. You know, they they felt like it was kind of empty, but I I would disagree. I I think that there was would, it was good. I did go to RottenTomatoes.com and there. it got a fifty percent fresh. Uh-huh. And it's funny to read. Um, I I just went through some of them in you know in their in their little snippet reviews. They didn't give you like any part of the. I mean, they don't give you spoilers or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but there were people that that really thought it was great, and there were mm-hmm. people that uh, couldn't get over. The message that the uh, that they that they perceived the Ping brothers were trying to get across. There were other people that th- that said, you know what, if if that's what you think about this movie, you're wrong. Yeah, you know, and uh, and well, I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute. But it, it it's I this this movie is definitely not for everybody. Um, I I don't think that I would give it this. I think if I were to tell someone else, I would say give it a red box, yeah. but. Just sheerly out of its, um, its uh, just unique landscapes, its excellent sound, uh, both with the music and with the, there, there. Actually, there were a couple of times where the music was kind of a little uneven, mm-hmm. and, and it kind of. And I don't really notice the music. I think if you notice the music, you know, sometimes it's uh, it's not doing its job. But it was a little uneven, like the sa- the score, things like that. But the sounds and uh, some of the things that. Uh, that uh, scared the shit out of me were were just great. So I personally, I would give it a buy just because of that. And I'm I feel the same way. It's funny that you 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 describe it like that because and part of it is that I really like this movie, but it, it kind of makes me a little vulnerable. So when I would tell people, I'd say, yeah, I'd probably go rent it. Yeah, just go well, check yeah. it out. But like for anybody else who's seen it, I would say absolutely you need to buy this show. I think what it is is the the ending is is so potentially divisive. Yes, there that, you go. I, that it's kind of difficult to to. I, it's not like I don't want to make a stand, but I can really see where exactly push people yeah. rub people the wrong. That's way. a great way to put it. That's and exactly you know, right. it, it to me, it didn't bother me. Yeah, um, but. <laughs> Apparently, to some of those Rotten Tomatoes people, they did not. They they were utterly offended by. It hits it. a nerve. Yeah, it does. So, I don't know. Do you want to do your stuff and then we'll talk about the? Yeah. Or, or so okay. Well, thing? until I give this a buy, I'm going to say bye on this before we okay. go into. I, you it. Know I mean, should we? Because we want to do our ratings now. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it. I'll, I'll throw. Uh, yeah, throw me in for a buy. It, this is weird. I know. This is just, it's it's hard. It's just really hard to describe. Yeah. All right. So mammary count zero. What did <laughs> I learn? Leaving pubes on the counter is scary. I really got <laughs> especially big ass long ones. And if I ever have an unfinished thought, end it with a smoking hot chick or sushi <laughs> or both. Or both. Who else said that? Yes. Everything you discard ends up here. 
That's the shitter fairy that lives in the toilet. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> and a kick to the balls goes to the old man for sending a little girl on a dangerous journey. He's just like, yeah, go for it. He Dude. didn't even volunteer. He's just like, she's like, I'll take her. And he's, she's like, yeah, okay. Here's you need hell money and watch out for this shit. Yeah, and here's get some flowers. Or By some the way, sh- this is really scary, but uh, yeah, sure, go for it. So anyway, hell he gets money. a kick to the balls. Uh, I give it to my kick in the balls goes to uh, um, her. I can't remember his name, but uh, the ex-husband, the because, boyfriend. Yeah, because he was such a freaking pussy. And uh, when they were at the lunch, I just wanted to smack him around, be a man, you know stuff, but. For that, and and plus, uh, he got divorced, and then like two days later, he was after his old girlfriend. But uh, that's uh, neither here nor there. All right, good. All right, and then at six degrees, uh, Xu Ming Lao, who was the old man, was in the medallion with John Rhys Davies, who was in Lord of the Rings with Elijah Wood, who was in Sin City with Josh Hardnett, and The Virgin Suicides, Kirsten Dunn, Spider-Man, Bruce Campbell. Way to go. I took the easy way out to, to foreign films. Foreign films are a little tougher. Um, and, uh, okay, so we, we okay. just get to get it. Here is the spoiler. So t- if you have not seen this movie, please, please stop it here. Go watch it and, and come back. You know, I I don't know. I I don't know if we really need to talk about this. I, I think we I, should. I want to. I've got some. I've got some feelings about it, and so I think you know. I think we should definitely talk about it. Well, I'm not. I don't even. I don't even feel like because because it is okay. So the spoilers on. Okay. So it is. There's a very, what could be perceived as a very political uh, message mm-hmm. that, that happens. Basically, mm-hmm. um, and in here's. <laughs> This is your last freaking chance, people. Yeah, get I, I almost out feel now. I almost feel dirty saying. This. I sure hope that nobody has their, that their iPod is broken and so they can't push pause <laughs> right now because that would really uh, I would suck. feel really sad about that. Pull the earphones out anyway. <laughs> anyway, so um, all right. So what ends up happening is this little girl is her guide through this fantasy world. It turns out that that uh, when she was going out with her boy, was it her boyfriend? Did they were they actually they, married? Um, no, they were not married. Doesn't matter. No, they're not married. But she became pregnant eight years ago, and she decided uh, and she actually broke up with her boyfriend before no. the boyfriend. No. So, so what happened was he was married. But oh, they, the they carried time? on. Yeah, they carried on at the Where same was time. I? I didn't say. No, no. So he he was married to someone else. Really? Yes. I missed that whole. Okay, so he was married to someone else. They were carrying on as boyfriends. He ended up marrying her. And and he he had planned on leaving his wife, but she became pregnant, so he had to stick around. So he stuck around. Oh, with but her. his wife got pregnant. His wife got pregnant. So right, then, okay. so she's like, he's like, I kept telling you to wait for me, and she's no, you're like, right. okay. and she's like, if I would have waited, I would have wasted eight years of my life. And then they cut it there, right? And they go on for the rest of the story. And then there's a flashback at the end after you find out that this that this girl this little girl teen you was her aborted fetus right and they come back to the flashback and she finishes the thought and says i would have wasted eight years of my life i was pregnant at the same time too right but, but eight years ago i got pregnant but don't worry i got it aborted basically right. saying that if she would have had the baby she would have wasted wasted eight years of her life right waiting for him and so that's why she got the abortion at the end of the movie there is this this really, I think they they were just going for a really touching scene mm-hmm. where where the where the aborted fetus is you know of course she just looks like a regular eight year old girl 
is saying, why did you do this to me? Well, you know, and, and, and it becomes this whole... Did you not want me? Yeah. She asked the question, well, did it, you not want it, me? It, they just really made it dramatic and uh, it's just kind of sad. Well, it, it was sad and, and, you know, it's one of those things where you, you think about abortion and I am not going to be political on this because, like I said, I, I'm not... You know what's I don't, funny? I don't it's, need to worry about that. For some reason... We talked about abortion. I know at lunch, and that's why I was smiling because you hadn't seen the movie I hadn't yet. Seen the movie, and yet. we were talking about. It. I'm like, yeah, you're gonna have to. That's hilarious because you haven't finished watching the movie, yeah, and was, that's exactly what it's about. Right. But you know, the the fact of the matter that she now has the opportunity to talk face to face with that decision, this this child right. that she has fallen in love with, and is very thankful because the child has lost. Um, her basically is, is they've gotten closer to the transit the, the child becomes closer to death because she's you know can't function or whatever but you know she really wants to take her with her and that's when she finds out that, that this is her aborted child and so she, that's when you find out the flashback about how she would have wasted her time of eight years so basically so, it sets it up to so it almost looks like um, here is this woman coming face to face with a choice that she made dealing with the consequence mm-hmm. and and it, 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 she talks about how it was just a big mistake. Yeah, and and so, but she can't. But she, so she's asking, "Isn't there any way that you can come with me?" And the girl's like, uh, "No, you made that decision, right. and now you have to live with it." Not not being mean about it, but it's just like, listen, there there are some. My dad taught me a long time ago. One of the lessons he always used to say was, "There's no such thing as last chance," which is almost true for everything. But then, if you try and apply it here, listen, if, when you make that decision, it is a final decision. And that's the end. And there are some choices like that in life. And right. and so, you know, I feel very strongly about, like, in Little League when they give everybody a trophy. I think that's bullshit. Right. You need to learn that there's consequences and there's winners and losers. Right. And this is kind of the same type of thing where, like, listen, you make a decision and, and you have to live with it. Yeah, that sucks now that you can see what that 8-year-old would have become. Right. But at the same time, I mean, you know, and that, that's where it's so divisive, and that's where people online well, are like. Well, I also think it's so divisive because because it seems to me, and, and I was actually fairly shocked at how they handled it because mm-hmm. um, they they they're she's crying about it, she's finally faced with it. It almost reminds me of of like. Uh, uh, and it wasn't handled this this poorly, but it it, it reminds me of uh, maybe something that you would see on one of those cheesy like Christian mm-hmm. uh, you know videos. Like uh, I don't know, I, I I can't even give you a, mm-hmm. give you an example of one. But uh, and listen, I'm not making any judgments on right. anybody or right. anything, and I'm not right. trying to say that uh, I, I I'm not making a political statement. But but that's the bottom line. They they kind of made it seem like that uh abortion is wrong and because you you're you know you could you could construe it as being that mm-hmm. now on the other hand i could i can kind of see it as the fact that um that it was more of a story about making a choice and living yeah. with your decision yes. and actually figuring out what the consequences however they chose a pretty freaking like firebomb of a yeah. subject to make that point with now now, what would I? What could you have made that point with? But using a different subject, I don't. And I don't know. think you can. I don't because you're not emotionally going to get tied to a decision that you make. You know, shit. I should have gone on that diet, or should I have had that surgery? It's true. You're not going to get emotionally attached as much as you would 
where you're like, you got to pull this girl out. She's in this weird land of, of crazy shit. You need to get her out of there and then come to find out, well, she can't because she already made that decision well, years ago. You know, the funny thing is, too, is right now, obviously, in, in uh, the United States, abortion is a huge topic mm-hmm. right now. And that, that's what Sam and I were talking about at, yeah. the, at the restaurant. We weren't talking about any. We were just talking politics. Yeah. And, and – uh, now this movie came out in 2006, where it was still a huge freaking deal. Mm-hmm. So that's that's. I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to talk well, about it, that? Really, I don't even really. I guess my point is this: is that I see how how I re, could uh, would how I see that you know, and you know, depending on my political views, my you know uh, religious views, things like that. I I see obviously that was like, to me that could just be boom, you mm-hmm. know, and, but. In the context of this movie, is it that? And that, that's my point. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about the culture or about, um, uh, you know, what the, I guess, what the uh, director was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I, he's probably leaving it a lot of up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. And so I, I interpret it myself. But I assume that there's a lot of heated, like, discussion yeah. about this. Well, there's, you know. there's the discussion goes back. You know, one person's like, this is, the in all caps, this movie is not about abortion. And they go on to explain why it's not. And it's kind of about, like, how we talked about it. Then there's other people like, it is absolutely 100% about abortion. How can it not be? Right. So you have these, you know, these, these different views. However, you know, in the end, it's just, it, I think it just, it has less to do with abortion than it does with just making that decision. And the funny thing about it is, is that I, the first time I watched this movie, I wasn't emotional. I wasn't buying into the emotional right. bond that they had, that they had created. Yet, when we got to the point where they explained what was going on, it, it really struck a chord with me. I didn't have to believe that it was this big emotional tie between them to realize, holy shit, that's the point. Well, wow, that, that's I, I pretty strong. That the, I think the bond between a, you know, between a mother and a, a, a child, and you find out what's going on. And you yeah. see, and I honestly, I think that 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 uh, just that and the con- her facing up to her consequences and looking in the eye and saying whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, well, and, I don't, and here's and here's the reason why I take it down from a bone saw to a bye mm-hmm. is the very end, with the, we didn't talk about. Where she goes back. Right. It's like, listen, you just had that giant poignant point, and we go back and you try and throw another twist. Yeah, it's like, it's like what the hell? It's like, you know what? Nobody's interested in any more twists. Yeah, and, and yet they throw this big one in, like, the big music and all this shit. Like, that's supposed to be the big one. I, I, you know what? I kind of, like, I kind of, like, just forgot about that part. Well, I did, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, for me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know what? I would give this a bonus on then to go back and do that. It's like, what are, what are you doing? Right. Why? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't give the. I, I wouldn't. I, I like I said. I'll, I'll, yeah. I mean, I'll stick with my. I'll stick with my score. I just. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't feel. I just think that this could really piss a lot of people off. Uh-huh. This could, uh, you know, uh, make a lot of people feel vindicated for their beliefs. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I. But to, to me, I just took it at face value. Hey, listen. Here's the story. I'm not gonna try to. I'm not gonna try to politicize this, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say, you know what? If you're doing abortions, and then you need to watch this because you'll you'll come face to face with your what? No, yeah. no, it's just no. And I agree with that. But but the way that they make their point for how effective it was, I can't think of another movie that that makes an effect a point so effective like that. I don't know, dude. I I will <laughs> I will admit. Well, I the, the, here's the here's the conundrum. They make this point. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty freaking heavy handed. No, it is. It is. It is. And it's it, in my opinion, 
I, I was trying to look at this objectively, but, uh-huh. but in my opinion, after watching it, I would have been the guy that said, this is totally about how abortion is wrong oh, yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. I, told, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm not going to delude myself, and, you know, even though I brought up just to play the devil's advocate with myself, I'm mm-hmm. always playing with myself mm-hmm. like that. But, uh, you know, just, oh, it could be about, yeah. like, life choices and consequences, or it yeah. could be about this and that. But to me, uh, it, it was just like, wow. Yeah, right. Whoa. No, it is. No, you're Ouch. exactly right. Yeah. You're exactly right. So, but, man, strong point, point taken. What do you do? Yeah, I'm, I'm, and maybe if you feel strongly one way or the other, you would be completely offended one way or the other. And I think, I think, I'll bet you a lot of people are. Probably. I bet and you a lot of people it. sat through that and were so pissed off. Yeah. Especially now, when you bring up anything political, you're going to get half the people, pit, you know, something stupid, something stupid and tiny and meaningless. You're you're going to get you're going to get people who are loyal to their side yeah. getting pissed off and how offensive this is or how bad that is and how dare you do this. Well, and I'd be interested to hear how the you know the females listen to the show thing because me as a guy sitting back and kind of removed. I mean, my feelings about that whole subject are a little bit weaker than. I, mean, I just oh, don't. I, I don't feel as strongly as I've well, seen also, other people. Also, I think I think uh, being a mother, if, if, yeah. if someone was a mother, that would affect them a lot yeah. more than than. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that fathers are jerkwads no, or anything. I'm just saying there's different. different. Yeah. Anyways, all right. That's so it. That was long. That. that was long, really long. So now I guess we need to play music so people. All right. No. Well, I'll just throw in a quick piece of music. All right. Said and talked about how we felt like we needed to get that off our chest. <laughs> well, that was long. Honestly, I here, here's the problem with that is I think we needed to, it, it. It was people need to know about that movie that there is the potential of getting pissed. But if you know what it is before you watch it, then it's going to ruin the whole damn. Yeah, thing. It doesn't it, it's completely ineffective for you. I mean, it's still there's cool stuff in there, cool imagery in that. 
Yeah. But you're not going to get the, uh, the the point. But the thing is, all the imagery is going to be done by the time it pisses you off. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're 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 basically either. Uh, I could just see someone enjoying this the whole thing, and then having the last part happen, and just going, "What the fuck? <laughs> I hate everything." <laughs> yeah. You know. Yep. Anyway. We need to stick together. We have the good Lord with us, baby. The good Lord will protect us. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I just put in a death scene right yeah, there. Yeah, you did. That was, <laughs> I was that was a death scene. So yeah, we're gonna do that this episode. So uh, um, go ahead and uh, how did we do it? Did we have people post it on the forums? Yeah, they put their guesses, and then as soon as the first one that gets it right, that's right. Let's do that. So go to the forums and guess what that death scene was, and uh, you'll get a. We'll see. You'll get a prize. There's one over there. Enjoy it. Over there. Um, thanks again to everybody for calling in your uh, voicemails and sending us your emails. I've been kind of a slacker on getting back to people in emails. I, you know, I, 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 I really try to keep up, but um, I'm, I definitely it's on its way. I don't mean to be an asshole. Uh, g- uh, give us a call on our voicemail line, 206-339-2730. That is 206-339-2730. Uh, remind everybody to go to cadaverlab.com and subscribe to the new feed. I will make it obvious. It'll be on the right uh, margin. Uh, click the links there. Uh, you'll see an RSS link, and you'll also see a uh, uh, an iTunes icon. And uh, go ahead and subscribe to the new one there, because literally after December, there, you're going to be able to get like five people downloading. And five people down. Da- I mean, it's wild how quick people you know pick that up. So I mean, it's basically going to be worthless. Um, so subscribe to the new to the new uh, feed. Anyway, is there anything else you got? No. As if, as if what we just the the, the tirade that we went through and the oh my gosh it's only it's only one o'clock in the morning holy here. cow and uh, we yeah we were just barely done podcasting and Sam's going it's a three time. hour episode almost oh uh, yeah well maybe maybe we'll cut it down but yeah. anyways uh, all right so if that is it then uh, we will see you later. <laughs> <laughs>